0: Hello and welcome to episode 495 of Conversation Street. This is for the episodes of the first the 5th of November 2021 and that is episodes 10,470 to 10,474 of Coronation Street and that's right, it is the 5th of November fireworks are going on and they've been banging away all night they're they're, they're worse than
1: Maria and Sally
0: and Tim (laughs) Um, they might have stopped now but um, they might not have done if they are they've literally only just finished it's
1: only just nine
0: sorry if there's lots of bangs
1: I love firework night we haven't really done anything. We haven't really We're doing some fireworks tomorrow. We're going tomorrow. to a bonfire okay. tomorrow. Exactly, exactly. So excited. I'm going to burn some cardboard. I want to take all of this stuff.
0: Yeah, I love a good fireworks night. I wish it was indoors though. I think the Americans have got I it right here doing their fireworks more... night in the summer because I don't like it when it's cold and it's particularly chilly at the moment. I'm I about to scrape on my, scrape on my windscreen on my car this week. They're a bit rubbish.
1: I think you'll find that you, it's frowned upon to have bonfires inside. The fire department come and tell you off. No, what, I what? do. We're pretty close to them now, aren't we? The fire station right is just road, around so the corner, so on Maybe exactly. we should. We're fine. We're fine. Maybe we should do an indoor yeah. fire. I
0: anyway, know we didn't announce ourselves. Hello, everybody. I am Michael, and I'm joined here by Grand Master of the United Kingdom, Gemma Cox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> grand Master, thank you very much. I said Master. Grand... You said Master. Master. You're the <laughs> Master.
0: No, I did actually check Wikipedia before, Gemma, You're no longer the Grand Master okay, of Wikipedia, I've got a but confession. you were for a little bit.
1: I got a confession. I changed it for about three hours and then I got really paranoid and, and changed it back. You
0: changed yourself back. You renounced your position. And
1: um, that night I had a nightmare about um, people coming to get me and telling me off about the internet.
0: <laughs> Which fever? The queen? I
1: can't remember. <laughs> be there
0: at your doorstep. But I
1: was like really, I was like, got stupidly nervous about <laughs> she's it. Got,
0: she's going to be there tapping her armour like Gary Windass going, "Oh, how do you do? Do you know why there isn't a grandmaster at the moment? It was Prince it's Philip. Probably, it was Prince oh, Philip. you're jumping into his, into his slot."
1: Into his grave, you were going to say, then, weren't <laughs> that you? How
0: so inappropriate. <laughs> we do have another guest on the podcast this week, Gemma, and I know this is a joke that I literally only did about two weeks ago, but third guest on the podcast this week. It's Grieving Sam. Grieving Sam, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Oh. Lovely to have oh. you on the show it's yeah, Grieving Sam. So such a little sweetie
1: pie. Oh. Yeah, got a cherry so
0: um, Anyway... Um, that well, we did have other guests on the podcast this week. We had Alex and Rob from Walford Weekly, yes. and I do hope you've had a listen to our bonus podcast that was released a couple of days ago because it was a lovely little soap crossover. Some may say even better than the crossovers that went on on the actual soaps this week, but who are we to who are I, we to say? Who are we to say?
1: I felt like a proper podcaster doing that. I was like, oh, we're probably podcasting. We're doing a crossover. We're doing
0: a proper podcasty wow. family, aren't yeah. we? It's very fun. Well, yeah, me and you. If you haven't heard it yet. Then um, yeah, we talk about. We, the, the fact that we we watched a little bit of EastEnders this yeah. year didn't we? They watched a little bit of Cory. We talked about it together. Mm-hmm. We talked about the genre of soap in general, which uh, Jeremy did a very good job at. Uh, and I oh, kind of nice. stay quiet in those bits, but um, I, I can always rely on you to a- a- add and inject a little bit of intelligence to the show. And uh, so we call it. It was it was a lot of fun. So oh, thank these... you very much to Alex and Rob for having us.
1: Tidying up my tabs today on my phone. Yeah. And there's about there's about ten tabs of EastEnders characters and like. Who is so-and-so character in EastEnders? Who is is
0: Grey and is he a nice (laughs) man?
1: (laughs) Can I join an I Love Grey Appreciation Society because he (laughs) looks really sad.
0: Apparently on tonight's EastEnders, or was it yesterday, I can't remember when I saw somebody posting this, and there was a lot of Danny Dyer bashing or, you know, Mick, what's his face, Mick? Carter bashing or whatever, we might have been able to join in. But we didn't see it. We haven't um, gone back to EastEnders, have we, since we, uh, we stopped watching it on Tuesday. But we watched as the episodes. As soon as Danny it, Dyer appears, more, I'm off. It's <laughs> just more than I've seen of EastEnders in my life. We did also have a new update of Animal Crossing to play, um, which meant I went to bed quite late last night. So I'm somewhat sleepy um, ahead of this uh, three-hour-long podcasting marathon so we'll see how it goes so shut up then. Maybe the maybe the fireworks will keep me awake oh, has it hasn't actually stopped? there hasn't been a single bang since we started has I there? Think, I think they're very... she ready, said
1: ready, do you want me to rest. do a quiz?
0: yes let's do a quiz because we haven't had a quiz on the podcast for a couple of weeks oh, how I have missed it.
1: oh in. blah blah blah
0: on, what, what have you got with me this I week? I
1: really liked doing the quiz this week because it was between the 1st and the 5th of November which mm-hmm. is very neat
0: yeah isn't good well, was was the, the
1: Beginning sense. of the month, isn't it? Literally the first day to, to the, the fifth day. Yeah. Wow.
0: So that never happened. I've got to take before.
1: my little simple pleasures <laughs> where I can find them, okay? <laughs> really uh, found it very satisfying.
0: Okay, good for you.
1: Years ending in a one and a six from Con- Um The questions are boring, though. Question number one, 1st really of November it. 1991. Kevin and Sally have a disagreement over what to call Kevin's new business. One person wants to call it K Webster's and the other wants to call it Kevin's. But who? Who what? Which way way around?
0: Um Oh so I've got a 50-50 chance on this one, have I? I'm gonna say that Kevin wanted to call it K Webster's. Why? I don't know, maybe way Sally way just thinks it's a bit more friendly to call it Kevin's. You're
1: right, you're exactly correct, That's oh, exactly it? the reason why Sally wanted to call it Kevin's, because it sounds more friendly. Well that was before she'd but gone
0: through a snooty stage, not it? I would have it? said
1: that now, she would have said, you can't call it Kevin's. <laughs> uh, what was it, what did it end up being called? Um, I
0: when think... was this in
1: 1991? Maybe you should listen to the question.
0: Yeah, it was 1991, it was ended up being called MVB Motors.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was good. I got that one.
1: From Mike Mernon and really Baldwin. Dumb.
0: No, I'm enjoying to now. 2nd it. In November right so 1966,
1: which Corrie child falls in the canal due to a lack of fencing? What? What?
0: Which Corrie child falls yeah, into the canal? there's not very many Corrie
1: children around in
0: 1966, are there? Uh, Lucille
1: Hewitt? How no. old would she have been then? I don't know. Not really old enough to fall in a canal because there's no Christopher fence there. Hewitt? No. Paul Chavesky? I uh,
0: don't know. Oh, I'm fine. All right. This quiz is boring now. Go on, next question. Keep going. Keep 2nd going.
1: of November, 19, no, 2016. Who does Yasmeen discover that Sharif had been having an affair with and for how long?
0: Sonia, seven years.
1: What's her surname? Don't know. Sonia Rahman. Uh. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, did have a nice katsu
0: curry for tea tonight. Yeah, though, we did didn't we, we
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and proper katsu curry, not funny about katsu no, curry Rolls rolled course. it
0: in your bread curls you crumbs yourself, didn't
1: Yes yeah, you? exactly. Third of November two thousand and eleven. What news did Kieran and Michelle come back from their cruise with?
0: What news did they come back from their cruise with? We're going to get married, so we are.
1: Correct. Do you think that Kieran was always like, Yes, Michelle, you are so Irish <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, who excitedly show their engagement rings to Amber?
0: To Amber? Uh Devon Sunita.
1: Wrong No Sophie and Sean. No oh. There's a clue there because they both had engagement rings.
0: Yeah. Okay. And also, this is when did you say? 2011. So Sunita and Deborah married a long, long time before. Well, like, maybe they were like look at our engagement rings. You
1: still can keep them. <laughs> don't chuck them away. Fourth of November, 1996. Which aspiring songbird drops off stage when punters at churrales talk through her song?
0: Ah. Oh, who was it that's dropped off? I
1: can Maxine. See, no, I can see the scene really clearly in my mind. Yeah.
0: I it was the other way round.
1: No. I can just see her going, Ugh. you know that sulky little face that she used to get <laughs> on her?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, 4th of November, 2016. Who else does Yasmin realise knew about the affair?
0: Alia. Alia, how could you? She, um, she was blackmailing truth, wasn't she? Yeah. To keep, to keep to quiet. Like a
1: Basque machine.
0: Yeah.
1: Final <laughs> appearance of which character?
0: Oh, um... He didn't hang around long, so I'm going to say Sharif.
1: Correct. Oh,
0: five years. Goodbye, Sharif. Goodbye, Mark Hanwha. 5th of November (laughs)
1: 2001. Who puts a firework through the letterbox to Underworld?
0: Um, I don't really know.
1: It was Jimmy Sykes, Linda's brother. Nine out of 11, 12.
0: More than nine. Okay. birthday time no, sorry everybody interest. I've
1: missed your birthdays up until this point I'm not going to tell everyone it was your birthday we'll have to find out next year who I missed out but for the time being I can exclusively reveal <laughs> that 6th of November is director Quentin Lawrence's birthday and Nigel Havers who played Lewis Archer 7th of November Michael Byrne played Ted Page oh Ted oh lovely Ted. Danny Ted. Young who played Warren Baldwin 8th of November, Elizabeth Dawn who played Vera Duckworth, and Jane Danson, Leanne Battersby. What a blessed day. 11th of November, (laughs) (laughs) director Will Brenton. 12th of November, Paul Maxwell, who played Steve Tanner, and Rhea Bailey, who played Kaz Hammond. Classic. Not as blessed.
0: (laughs) Happy birthday to all those November Happy
1: birthday. What a dark time. And you're all Scorpios, of course, and we've had this discussion many a time.
0: Yeah. Right. Um well I think I
1: can't believe Jane Danson's a Scorpio. Why? What would you what would you
0: um peg her as?
1: Oh obviously a Libra. They're the best ones. (laughs) I know Scorpios are widely regarded as the worst in the zodiac. And every time I say this all the Scorpios write in just prove me (laughs) right, getting mad about it.
0: I don't know about these things. I know that Leanne's a cancer like me though.
1: So
0: sweet. Anyway, anyway, this is nothing to do with what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about what happened on this week's Coronation Street and the environment and all that kind of jazz. So let's get on with this week's street let's talk.
1: Cure climate change forever. Go. Right then, this week's street
0: talk. So Coronation Street this week, I found it kind of dull, Gemma wasn't really into Coronation Street this week, I have to say. There's been a bit of a come down since the Coronation Street antics of two weeks ago. But uh, I'm going to do my best to have a bit of a lovely chat about it anyway. Because we had some big things happening this week. We had the crossover... We had Abby and Kevin getting married. We had Corey getting banged up. Yeah,
1: it felt like significant things happened this week, but in a, in without a, my knowledge or consent.
0: There were there were a few times during the uh, during the episodes this week where I was like, Yeah, what just what did they just say?" Dunno. I don't know. And then you were know. saying to me, "What happened there?" Don't know. Let's the rewind. The thing is, it. <laughs> I'm
1: trying. I'm trying to do t- more tweets.
0: I know. I know you're being very very diligent on Twitter.
1: Difficult to follow what's going on, which is really bad because the whole point of doing tweets is. So that I can try and publicise the podcast, which I then can't do properly. Because I'm like, I don't know what happened in the book I was doing a tweet. <laughs> Any
0: tweets that come out during Coronation Street that you're enjoying, you do have Gemma to thank for that, by the way. Because I'm just busily tapping away notes about what happens And trying to think of interesting storyline titles. Um, so for this week, we had, um, I, know, I didn't even decide what to call this one on the end. We could call it Abby Ever After, because it's about Abby's wedding. And she, and she was also very Abby, wasn't she, when? And we got arrested. It was a good or week could, for Abby. Or I could call it handgun wedding, not shotgun wedding, because there was handgun involved. Handgun wedding, maybe. We had the Smoker maria's storyline, of course. The environmental there's a bypass being built through the red wreck, who'd have thought it storyline. We had a bit more of the heartbroken storyline, and I'm still desperately waiting for some reveal to happen because there seems just seems like they're treading water with this at the moment. Although again, marriage proposal, big thing happened this week. Did anybody care? I don't really know. Um we had an then had a bit more there's the Dan storyline, and we had a bit more of the Danny storyline. Um, did I have the storyline title for Danny? No, he, London, because he's going, he's going Dan South, Dan, <laughs> Dan, 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 Dan South. He's going, he can right. go. I don't care. Go on, off you go, Danny. Off no, you pop me not lad. down here. Um, and then we had a little, little bit of the Tashes to Ashes storyline. Though it looks like my, um, my computer is also uh, corrected that to Tastes to Ashes. Gemma, would you like to do the Abbey story? Or would you like me to do the Abbey story? Do you want to do? It's not a long story, isn't it? Um, I don't know. It depends which of us we think can talk about the environmental storyline in the, um, the the least snarky way, because I think we need to take, treat it with a bit of respect. Do you? Yeah. Well, we should probably should. Look, I'll, I'll it, let me do oh. the Abbey. I'll, I'll do the Abbey storyline, okay? So, um... It started off kind of exciting because we knew last week that Ab- uh, that Jack had found Abby's note that she'd left when she was going to go and blow Corey's brains out, and he does a bit of skiving on Monday, pretends to be ill so he can get time off school, and um, he's just like being uh, creepily attached to Abby throughout Monday's episode, wasn't he, and telling her how great and awesome she is and everything. So Abby's going to um, stay at home, look after him, go for a little walk, and Abby says, "Look, I know you're skiving." Um, and then Corey comes down the street, swaggering about, giving her a bit of lip, calling her a psycho mum with a gun who needs locking up. And Jack says, "Ooh, you leave her alone," says Jack. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna I'm, I'm nearly bigger than you, and I'm gonna beat you up. In the cafe, Jack says to Abby, "What was, what was Corey on about then? What, what's, what was his gun that you was saying?" And Abby says, "Nothing. Don't worry. Corey's just gonna say anything to discredit me. Don't pay him any heed, son." Nina comes over um and with jack's off doing something or other at this point and um and, and she says oh abby i know i'm not supposed to tell you this police said don't mention it to anybody and you're not allowed to tell anybody but um we got his clothes and they got blood all over them so he gonna he be he's gonna be he's gonna be arrested by the end of the week i promise you that um so we had cory tracking down stew as well over in um over in hoboland and he says, oh follow me i need a word with you mate Meanwhile, Abby is being sought after by Debbie and it looks like um, it's the wedding tomorrow. <laughs> that kind of sprang out yeah. of nowhere, didn't it? I know she was giving the, inv- the invites out last week and I'm probably she probably did say at some point that, that it was going to be the first week of November, but it, it didn't feel like there was particularly a massive amount of build-up to me. So when they announced that it was happening on Wednesday, I was like, oh, okay, then fine. I wonder whether that's going to go ahead. Spoiler alert, it did. Anyway... She senses, Debbie does, that Abby is not looking especially chaffing chuffed about this. And she says, yeah, it's because of Tez coming over and he going of got me all caught me off guard and everything. Um, also, um, oh no. No, sorry, it's Kevin He's not looking chuff and chuffed, isn't it? That's right, that's right. Yeah, so he says it's because Tez came over. Also, he's got to go and pick up a car in Bolton later, and he's worried about Abby being on her own with Jack for all that time today. And Debbie says, don't sweat it, bro. I'll go and check whether your lovely fiancé, Abby, is doing okay with your strangely tall son, Jack. Meanwhile, Corey's with Stu and he says, "I want answers. What are you done with my clothes, mate? I got you got you gave me your bag. There's supposed to be clothes in them. What's happened to them?" And Stu's like, oh, "I don't know what you're talking about, mate. No clothes in there. Who, who knows? I kept my side of the bargain. I uh, gave you the bag. That's what you wanted. So na 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 na." Meanwhile, Jack's been uh, still with Abby, being a bit weirdly nice to her. And she goes up and talks to Nina some more. She says, right, we need to go and put pressure on the police. We need to get these clothes tested as quickly as possible. We want to get him banged up by the end of the week in the episode so Michael and Gemma can talk about it. So I'm going to go down the police station right now and say, Grr, speed up your tests. Back home, Jack and Abby are playing Boggle or Yahtzee or something. I don't know what it was. It was a little word game. Um, I don't know. Do you know anything about...
1: No, I told you at the
0: time oh no you did didn't you yeah it was I, I think it was the one where you like I think it was the one where you shape the, the, the dice with letters on and then you have to make little paths with it it's, it makes a little four by four grid and it's that's quite good for Abby because she's good at, at the four letter words see anyway so they're there doing that and, um, and he's like, oh, Deb- Abby, I love spending time with you. And then Debbie comes over and says, I'll look after Jack for a bit so you can go out. Um, she, she says she wants to go after the photographers that Abby does, the wedding photographers, but she's actually got something else in mind. Um, Jack comes back to the lounge later and is like, oh, Abby's gone. I was supposed to be looking after her. I was supposed to be keeping an um, keeping eye on her all day so she didn't go blasting Corey's brains out. I think, Auntie Debbie, she's going to go and do in Corey.
1: Yeah, he felt responsible, didn't he? He was worried about sort of caretaking. Yeah, yeah. Her in a kind of really endearingly <laughs> stupid. It's not. It's not down to you, but it's sweet that you thought it was kind of a. Yeah,
0: exactly like teen that. boy way. But it's all right, Jack. She's not. She's at the cop shop. She's telling Detective What's Her Face that Corey's harassing her. Even when Jack's there, and Detective says, "Look, you just need to sit tight. Don't worry about it." We're on the case. Now, Abby, whatever you do, don't tell anybody about the clothes. Said that to Nina. She told you. But you wouldn't You wouldn't go and tell anyone about the clothes, would you, Abby? I've
1: had great success asking keep it zipped. you lot to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> so if you could do Please. that again.
0: It's our secret. Don't tell anybody. So um, Jack, meanwhile, is showing Debbie this note. He, he's like, look, I found this on the table the other week. Have a look at this then and um and Debbie's like oh this is too big to push under the carpet um and then um it didn't say about Imran in it did it it was just about I'm going to go and blow up no um Corey's Skull and um Im- Imran was strangely not really in this week very much i would say there was a there was a little bit when they were getting into the wedding car on wednesday and then he went and had a bit of a chat with Abby at the cafe today and she's like can't be dealing with this now I keep but i was very about surprised them. Yeah, I was very surprised that on the week of the wedding, it didn't yes, really come you're
1: up. Yeah, right, yes. What That's not soap there? tradition. What's going on?
0: Anyway, um, so Abby gets back to the street. She sees Nina. She's like, oh, we're so close to, to banging Corey up. But um, I, was, I just wanted to court. Good job I didn't shoot him, eh? Before this new evidence came out. That would have been a bit of a kicker, which is ironic. Stu comes to the cafe later for a coffee and says... Uh, to uh, Nina I think about this run in with Corey he had and they have a bit of a chuckle about how things are going their way as well Abby meanwhile is back home to number 13 gets a Spanish Inquisition from Debbie who says you've been out hunting down Corey haven't you Jack get in here now my lad Pulls out his note and Debbie says, "It doesn't matter where I got it. The question is, why the hell did you write it?" And Jack's like, "No, Abby, don't kill Corey."
1: It's really weird that we never actually got to see what we the didn't letters
0: get said. To, we didn't get to see the contents. They obviously of the note. wrote just, something. I know. We just we just have to use it. our imaginations. Don't I think it's we? probably better. <laughs> Abby says, "Look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill him." Um, and and but he's like, "I don't believe you. <gasps> uh, you, you. You're crazy." She says, "Look, just got a bit obsessed with Corey." And I just lie there imagining the cruelest way to finish things for him. And, and Debbie kind of plays along with this because she can see that Jack's getting upset and Debbie's like, "Yeah, Abby wouldn't kill him. she's gonna be fine." And uh, Abby says, "Look, I actually I went to the police this afternoon, but um, oh, I want to supposed say, look, you're not allowed to tell anybody, but they've got some new evidence.
1: Um, nobody's
0: allowed to know this. Listen, you can tell anyone
1: you you like as long as you say, don't tell anyone else.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the rule, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That's how we keep a secret. (laughs) Listen, don't tell anybody.
0: I don't think that Debbie and Jack actually do tell anyone. Well, they obviously weren't paying attention. (laughs) I don't know. Um, anyway, she says, look, Corey's going to get caught soon. Don't tell Kevin about this note. And Jack goes back to his Xbox, leaving Abby with Debbie. And, um, Although I complained about this episode uh, this week, really, at the beginning of the, the, the week, uh, the, the podcast, I did actually very much enjoy the Abby and Debbie scenes that we got on Monday and Wednesday, actually, because that, that is a two fine actresses, isn't it, who sparked yep. off each other quite amazingly. And, um, yeah, pop them two in a scene together and tele-magic happens, They're really I great you. together. They're so, so
1: great. great.
0: Yeah, I'm, th- I'm sounding like a bit a bit sarcastic about this but honestly I was I was watching them on Monday going this this is this is a great scene we have got two fine actresses here they are both very compelling and very very watchable so um more of that I think please oh oh, no, just, oh she's
1: stepping uh, on the
0: Abby has just our Abby has just come on to say hello she's emerged it's from underneath the bed because she keep saying
1: Abby's great and she's like hello <laughs> yes <laughs> you're going to sit down there, you're going to come to the microphone
0: to and, uh, I guess, no she's standing right. on the phone now I don't do that
1: hello right
0: um, I've lost where I am now. So, um, yes, Debbie, Debbie, and Abby are there, and um, and they, they and there's she's like. Uh, I, don't I know just what wonder. I wanted to just say, I know what? this is
1: really mean, but do you, do you, do you reckon that one of the primary reasons why they've put all these actors, they got Jack, you got Jack, Debbie, Kevin, Abby, mm. is that everybody? Yeah, it's because they're all basically the same height. They are, they are. It's, um... in, in the scene where um, Abby gets, Abby's dressed up for her wedding, she's suddenly got high heels on and she's like an inch taller than all <laughs> the rest of her. And it's really jarring.
0: Yeah, they should have had uh, David come into the wedding going, all right, guys, is this the, is this the annual meeting of the Vertically Challenged Society.
1: <laughs> I say it, petite and perfectly formed.
0: Oh, yeah. Just like me. I, I think, think I'm I... the same height as Jack and
1: yeah, I think I'm probably a similar height. They're all, they're all short stacks, just like us.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, they, they end up arguing, I say, Can I just know. say,
1: anything taller, in my opinion, this is probably controversial, but we're talking about climate change this week, it's very important. Anything taller than 5'8 is a literal waste of space and bad for the environment, because you don't need to be taller than that. You're just using up resources. Think of all the food and calories it takes to generate that extra body height. For no reason at all.
0: What can people do about it?
1: Chop your ankles off. (laughs) (laughs) But don't then try to compensate with an electric wheelchair because that's also bad.
0: Or some Cuban heels like Mike Lavelle was rumoured to wear one.
1: (laughs) Self-inflicted electric wheelchairs are killing the planet.
0: Right, Debbie and Abby, what are they talking about? Debbie wants to know about everything that's been going on with Corey. Were you really going to shoot him? Where's the gun? And he's like, hang on a minute, Gun? Didn't Natasha just get shot dead a few weeks ago? Did you say gunny? Yeah, gunny. And Abby's like, no, it's a different gunny. I'll chuck this one down the dunny. (laughs) (laughs) Gunny to the dunny. (sighs) Um, It can't possibly be the same one that Natasha was shot with. I don't know whether Abby actually believes this or not. Maybe she just thinks... No, surely that should be a massive coincidence. That's ridiculous, that of course that, it's not. the gun that went into the sewers is exactly the same one that got washed up alongside Harvey during our big epic super soap week. No, um, don't worry about that. Um, De- Debbie reminds Abby of the old eye for an eye, the whole world goes blind adage, and then Jack bursts in and kills the tension dead by going, Stop fighting!
1: I thought we needed to done this.
0: No. Yeah. There are other things are getting high and Stop it was like this fighting! is a brilliant t- scene and then that Jack That'd comes an and Auntie spoils Debbie. it a little bit. I was enjoying that Jack actually. Thank you very much. And he didn't even stay to say very much. He bogs off again later. and Then Kevin. He's comes like, out. I'm sorry,
1: I got I paused it. I paused my Xbox. I've got to go back. <laughs> I wonder what he's playing on his Xbox.
0: Um,
1: House of Ashes. New the, game came out. Is it? I don't, I don't know, know.
0: any Xbox games. I don't know.
1: I don't know if you can get it on Xbox.
0: Um, right, so Kevin comes home and says, Actually, "Cheers very much, home. Abby, for been? looking after Jack today." So remember. Corey's on the phone to Stefan later. Um, he's, he's on, the, he's hunting <sighs> Stew at the same time, and he says, "Look, um, he, he he seems to have got, got the idea that the the correct made the correct assumption that Stu has given Nina and Asher the clothes. He's getting a little bit worried about that, and that's why he's gone the run on Wednesday. Later on." Uh, Debbie and, Hab- and Abby having a bit of a karma chat and she says look Kevin deserves to know about this this either that or don't tell him you either tell him or you don't tell him easy enough but if you don't tell him you got to walk right away from this wedding and Abby says I can't I promised that I could be good for Jack and Kevin I'll, I'll I'll be a great wife don't mention Imran give me a year and Debbie's like look if you really cared you would leave Kevin right now and spare him the pain in the long run so moving into Wednesday's episode, what was your kind of opinions on uh, the whole pre-wedding situation? Did you did you agree with Debbie? Did you think that Happy should uh, be doing a runner here? Did you think that they actually would get married?
1: Oh man, I don't know. I just felt I, I, was, I wasn't really speculating. I think I enjoy Coronation Street more where I spe- when I speculate about things because then it kind of engages you a bit more. But I wasn't engaged at all this week because I was really stressed out about work. Um, and so, I just wasn't really properly. And also, the other thing is, I really don't care about Abby and Kevin. I've never liked them together. I I think that she's wasting her life on a stupid old man.
0: <laughs> He's he. She Your is well owner.
1: out. She's well out of his league. For, an, for another for another thing, um, and I just didn't. I I thought well, at the end of the day, if they get married, whatever. And if they don't get married, good for me because I don't want them to anyway.
0: I I I mean, I care more about them as a couple than like Sarah and Adam and Gary and Maria. And just before we started recording the podcast, we saw on the Facebook group somebody I think it was it Michelle maybe that had posted, "Are Gary and Maria still an item?" And I was like, "I don't know, maybe." but at least i know that kevin and abby are an item and there hasn't been a t- period this year where i've like forgotten that they're a couple
1: that's very true yeah so I that's something that they've got going
0: course. for them yeah. i suppose yeah,
1: but yeah. um
0: it it, it I, I i i i like both the characters i guess i mean obviously especially abby um and and that counts for a lot um i but i i don't feel that they're you know star-crossed Love lovers or ages. anything like that no um, but Wednesday comes along and it is the wedding. They do get married. Um, Jack's got his suit on. He's looking very smart. <laughs> it's like he's off to court or something. Um, he's dead excited. Kevin's got the smatching suit as well. But he's got to go out to pick summer up first. And this summer turns out to be a swanky old classic car. Um, and this is where we see Imran popping out of the paper shop, isn't he? He's like, wishes happy luck. And I was thinking, ooh it is all going to come out about Imran today, and the is not forget going to happen. not and they slept with each other. And that's bad. We uh, shouldn't be forgetting no, that they slept not, to each, no, with each it's other. No, it's not, an,
1: it's my own fault.
0: No, no, but I don't think you're the only one. The way that it's been this past few weeks, one it, would be forgiven for forgetting that anything at all had happened between Imran It really is and because
1: Abby. there was no, there's been no tension between them, apart from that one scene where he was like, don't tell anybody. Um... And there's no re- there's no logical reason why they slept with each other. There was never any t- any sexual tension between them before that. That they don't talk to each other ever.
0: Well, I mean, they were both doing the case storyline together, weren't mm,
1: they? Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah, like,
0: I totally get what you're saying. The w- reason
1: they they hadn't established anything, it was like, oh, look how shocking this is. But really, it was like, yeah, it's, it is shocking. It's like. In sleeping with somebody off Hollyoaks you know,
0: <laughs> could have happened on crossover. It week. might
1: well have done for climate change. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Look, we're stuck in this in this cabin together, and I'm not going to turn the heating on because that will kill a seal. <laughs> We've got to find another way of keeping warm. What I do. I don't know.
0: Um, yeah. No. It's it was it was weird. It is like they they put it in there so that later on there can be consequences. Like. Maybe Christmas time or something. It literally is
1: the most obviously bold-faced example of this pairing has only occurred for the consequences that will... Yeah,
0: uh, it it kind of was a bit like oh we have got a couple that are getting married I and mean, we need to get have one of them cop off with someone else just before yeah, the, the wedding day. Let's have Abby. Oh, hang on a minute, she's already got no, her other drama going on. Oh, well, we would add yeah. it now.
1: You didn't need you didn't need that to to add tension to this because no. again I forgot it
0: happened. <laughs> uh, she, she was already having big enough dramas as it is. And with, the other with thing down is, the I am a
1: bit fed up with Abby and Kevin's relationship drama revolving around Abby crying and going oh Kevin I'm not good enough for you oh I'm such a mess and Kevin's like I don't literally care you're a fit bird, you're the fittest bird I've ever had and frankly the fittest one I'm ever likely to get, you could literally do anything as
0: long as you can cook me fish finger sandwiches and clean me pants, that's all I care about Abby honestly Yep. but this, that should have been put in the part of the vowels didn't it? Yeah. do you Kevin I John Webster I clean your pants
1: <laughs> And uh, wash your undercrackers. Clean your pants and, and is, wash your undercrackers. And what does
0: he do? Uh, Promise to. Can't even to fix the car because she can do it herself. Clean
1: your spanner for you. <laughs>
0: um right anyway so what's going on I've lost track of where we are oh yeah the boys go out for a spin in the car don't they and Debbie kind of shepherds Abby inside and said don't forget I gave you an ultimatum last night what are you gonna do she's she's still trying to put her off this whole wedding thing and Abby's like I can't just jilt him who do you think I am Mavis Riley (laughs) Kevin comes home later and Abby says I can't marry you actually, I am mavis I am Mavis Riley. I don't really know <laughs> he says that well she you, well you need to so she says you need to call the register office. there's been a cancellation. not the register office, the chariot square hotel north uh, Northwest premier wedding venue, and tell them all about it. can't say why, but it's all over actually, after the break, I can tell you why, and she tells them everything. I'm glad you waited. She tells them about the gun. And the Corey shooting, and um, not Imran though. She leaves that little, little doozy to be, uh, to be revealed at a later date. And uh, Kevin doesn't know what to make of all of this because um, he would never do anything, you know, violent or get sent to prison for punching John Stape in the face or anything like that. But he's never had a gun. I'll give you that. Has he? I Don't think so. Abby says, right, I'm gonna go give me wed- wedding clothes to a charity shop or something. You can give him to Emily Bishop. So Jack comes into the lounge. Kevin says, "Abby's gone. Sorry, Jack." And he's like, "Oh, I didn't know what to do when I found the note. I love Abby, and I don't want to lose her." Um, she she didn't go through with it after all. She didn't actually shoot Corey, did she? I did think I as as much as I make fun of Jack a little bit on this show, I did find it quite sweet when he was saying about how he loves Abby and everything. They've kind of struck up quite a nice little family relationship there. It is a shame that it's so um so wobbly and, like, any minute now it's gonna collapse but, um, it's, well, it's, it's weird Calum because, sweet.
1: um, Abby's sort of road to her relationship with Jack has not been um, like it only feels like recently they've actually really got a proper connection with each other because before then, I've thought as though she's being quite standoffish in a way, to protect her and him from, in, in the same similar way to what Leanne's kind of doing with Sam, where She's like, I'm not, you know, I've had, I've, I've, I've not been a great mum. Mm. I don't know, I'm not really Jack's mum. But now, you know, and they've never really said that she is. Well, he did or, spend
0: about a year and a half playing Xbox in his room during the coronavirus pandemic, didn't he? Who they? didn't? <laughs> so, there's only so much bonding. But you see know what I mean? It's, it's
1: kind of interesting that they haven't, he hasn't called her a step or mum or anything. No. They don't necessarily have that relationship. In the same way, but it still feels that they do.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite nice. It's not a label it? On it. Although he does, um, he does, um, he just can barge in at the wedding, doesn't he? After you may have now kiss the bride, and he's like, Can
1: I come and have a cuddle with you as well? No, oh, you're gonna have to stop doing this. I don't
0: understand about social uh, niceties, so um, I he... oh, wouldn't
1: call it social nicety, baby.
0: <laughs> Later on, um, Abby's having a cry in Seb's garden, and then a taxi pulls up for her. And what do you know, just in time to stop her getting into it, here comes Kevin down the road. I forgive you, Abby. I forgive you. Just come and I. I she'd just be stuck in cleaning his pants and making me tea. What yeah. other things does Abby do for Kevin? Is uh, that what need. he needs, She Shows the
1: spanner. For him, <laughs> she gives, she wipes his oily rags down. <laughs> she writes rude notes on the on the whiteboard that then reveal it's her, her handwriting. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she stops Kevin and um, Tyrone from killing each other over the whole Molly thing.
0: Oh, that got, I mentioned this week, didn't it? Somebody or other mentioned uh, Kevin sleeping with Tyrone's wife. I can't remember who it was. Anyway. Kevin forgives Abby, forgives her everything. I'll tell you the other good thing, they
1: can probably wear each other's clothes.
0: Yeah, they can, probably can.
1: Same size. Yeah.
0: Um, He forgives her everything, um, but she doesn't know whether she can forgive herself. And Kevin says, look, being with you, it's like driving a classic car. Everything's faster, fuller, better. Uh, And uh, apparently she is... Proper magic.
1: It leaks everywhere. <laughs> Makes weird noises when you start up in the morning.
0: And you have to give it a good crank to get it started. <laughs> no, she's magic. And um, he says, look, you've got to forgive yourself, though. I'm going to the hotel where I'll be waiting to marry you. Please come. The registrar <laughs> at the hotel is running late. And it was not our favourite registrar of Coronation No, it Street wasn't. Blue Merrick.
1: But he was all right, though. I'll give him, I'll give him a... A, a sort of a, a genteel wave of approval. I, I, just,
0: I, I don't think any Coronation Street wedding is legal unless it's done by either the no. the vicar or Blue Merrick's carrot.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, anyway, Debbie's trying to get Kevin to uh, face reality, as she puts it, and say, look, I don't think this is going to work. And then Happy bursts in. She's she's kind of happy but haggard, isn't she? And Debbie says, right, if you're going to get yourself married to my brother, I'm going to at least make you look half decent. So she whisks her ass I to like give her a bit of a makeover. I really
1: like that because... Debbie didn't hold any grudges. She wasn't petty. She didn't kind of try to sabotage anything no. or say that she knew better. Well, she
0: did. She, not, once no, the was once, going, once they both yeah.
1: decided, she all she wanted was to make sure that Kevin went into it with his eyes open. Mm. And once he he did, and he knows what's going on, and he still wants to go through with it, she didn't hold a grudge about it or tried to get in the way, she just went, You look like you look like a right state, let's get you makeup on.
0: <laughs> and didn't she look lovely afterwards? Oh. I wasn't too sure about Nina's her choice of wedding attire though.
1: Nina's just Nina, isn't she? <laughs> she
0: is, but you know
1: I don't do If you think go into you a wedding to and people clear... don't want you to
0: dress as a goth, then don't dress as a goth.
1: I don't think anyone told her not to well, no, but I think you need to have a she clear. Didn't she was going to funeral, Can I didn't just say, she? you need to have clearly different outfits for weddings and funerals. Most people, this comes naturally, <laughs> but Nina needs to work a bit harder on making sure there is isn't a marked difference because she will be going to no end of both in her career on Coronation Street. She's to last any much longer.
0: I think... <laughs> she is. That's very very true. Um, no, I just think if you're going to be, you know, in the photos. And you're gonna to have to be, have people. Abby and Debbie, uh, Abby and Kevin are gonna to have to explain who's that. She's not a ghost. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I just think that maybe she could have, yeah. We know. Like we Scottish get it. Move Riddell. on. Um. Anyway, so but but there is a nice, quite cute scene where she is the one to take Abby down the aisle, isn't she? I thought
1: that was really adorable. That's a there Buzz was some. Song. I will have to. Do you have to say there were some lovely scenes? This week between Debbie and Nina. Not Debbie and Nina.
0: Abby and Nina. There's so many characters with the same name. This is the other consequence yeah. of having a a, a, a a huge cast list, isn't it? you got your Dan, your Danny, your Zidane. <laughs> You've got your Debbie, your Abby, your Aggie. It's too complicated. Um, anyway, Jen, would you like to give us a rendition of the um, Walking Down the Aisle" song? No. <singing>
1: that song. Now, I know that from Shrek.
0: I know that there was... Um, you
1: told me it was from a TV show about what? a teacher that fell in love with a pupil.
0: No, no, no. I don't think it was a... I don't remember what the TV show was You told was about. me that's what it was about. No, there was a sitcom. A I mean, there was a TV show school when you were kids? Yeah, there was a school sitcom. I, never watched I can't it. remember what it was called that that was the theme tune for. Anyway, um... Not necessarily my cup of tea, but, well, my wedding. And I think it suited Abby right down to the Well, ground. that's the
1: main thing, isn't it? It's not your wedding. So shut up.
0: Yeah. Um, she, Abby says, let's do this, Padre. And he's like, I'm a registrar. <laughs> I'm not whatever you think I am. So she um, vows time. And um, as is soap tradition, of course, Abby does a uh, speak from the heart vow. Um, and then when Kevin brings out his piece of paper to do his vows, Abby tears them up and... uh, Who was it? Doesn't Jack... Jack keeps interrupting, doesn't he? At this point it was like saying, do it from the heart, just make it up, Dad, or something. And um, so he he does his speech and they're all very lovely. And uh, then they get married and they have a big old snog and and Jack comes in and photobombs them. And uh, there we go. I haven't checked. We haven't seen whether Abby's been credited as Abby Webster. Yeah, she has, yeah. Is she? Yes. Still Abby Franklin to me. Quite Franklin.
1: you know a woman's prerogative to choose. I'm surprised at this. Even if she makes the wrong decision. Mm. <laughs>
0: it's quite funny because we've been talking, well, <laughs> on the show they've been talking about Abby and Kevin's wedding for a while, haven't they? And there was a stage where she was like, I don't want to get married or don't want to get a traditional wedding. I just want to you know, turn up anywhere and have a, go into some, when they're going to get married in some burnt out rave hut or something at some point. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. and um, But I, I think that they, They just about got the balance right. And she seemed pretty chuffed at how it went anyway. So that's all. It's
1: not. I don't like this idea that it's. Somehow cooler if you're a woman to not want to get married or
0: I know you said that at the it's time silly. When the, when like they first let everybody up. get
1: on with it. It's not. It doesn't make you cooler that mm. you don't care. The other thing it that just I'll... means you shouldn't get married then if you're not bothered.
0: The other thing that I didn't really like about the wedding because there's um sorry this wasn't wasn't necessarily a Cory wedding for the ages was that there weren't very many guests there were there because well, they no. had not been told that it was no, back yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> it's like how can we explain the COVID restrictions in the world where Um, They're not even wearing masks anymore in this, in Weatherfield.
0: They're not. Now, somebody pointed this out to us on social media recently, didn't they? And I would completely not noticed that. But yeah, the the masking is gone. Nobody is wearing masks anymore, which um, almost ties up with what we're seeing when we go out to shops at the moment, doesn't it? Mm. But anyway, um, so they're married, hurrah. And um, later on, Abby promises Debbie that she really does love Kevin. Good job, really. And Debbie says, well, wish you all the luck in the world, Chuck. And um, then even more good news comes in, because Nina has been told by DS Wayne that there's enough evidence on these clothes, don't tell anyone, to rearrest Corey. Hurrah. Um, and also Abby was texted about it, but she didn't call it because she was in the middle of getting married. Over at the Rovers, the word's kind of spreading that the wedding went on, after all, and Tyrone and Tim are kind of the mist- miffed that they missed it and uh, and then Nina sees Imran in the cafe and tells him about Corey and he's looking a bit pensive for a little bit and then uh, he Sally and Roy discuss it and then Imran's kind of standing in the background with his thinking face on and then he dashes back to the office saying maybe I'll be able to get Kelly out hooray and uh, then the detective turns up to the wedding after party thing and apparently the police turned up at Brent Towers but there was nobody there it sounds like they were tipped off and they'd done a runner, oh. so the stage was set on Friday for an epic chase, uh, and I don't know cliff top tumble slash gun shootout explosion dramas. Let's see what happened. Well, it starts off they're hiding out in an abandoned warehouse. Were we to believe that this was some kind of printing warehouse? No, we-
1: I, I said that because I I didn't know, but I think it would be a bit stupid and obvious to hide in a property that you owned.
0: Mm. Oh well, but it, yeah, they were—they were—they found somewhere, hadn't they? There, are, the, the plan is that they're going to get a bit of money from Eli's dad, um, Christian. His name was, and uh, they're going to go and hide out on a houseboat somewhere.
1: And don't forget Sounds that good. Eli's dad, Christian, was the one who got the job because Eli wouldn't testify against Corey. Yes, yes. But Eli also was the one who kicked Nina.
0: Yes, that is correct. Um, Stefan's pretty mad at Corey, isn't he? He's like, you, basically, our lives are ruined now. Thanks a lot, son. I thought son. it was really
1: weird that he suddenly, his wife disappeared into nothing. I'm pretty sure he had one.
0: I don't remember now. You said that earlier, and I was like, did, did he? I don't know, but it doesn't particularly matter, does it? Um, Corey's starting to have a couple of regrets about kicking Seb to death.
1: Finally. So I didn't, didn't
0: mean to hurt him that much, Dad. Didn't think he was going to die. And Stefan's like, I'm not going to let you get banged up don't worry about it oh well (laughs) you tried your best um Kevin and Abby are um having their honeymoon in the cafe later um Leanne's there they find out about
1: Bernie's there
0: Bernie's there I would not
1: want I couldn't think of anyone better to celebrate my first morning as a married couple than with Bernie
0: What, what, what did she say I'll give you six months or something didn't she yeah she she must know Abby goes and tells Gary about this new evidence this is I didn't like that Gary was the the person to pull all this together yes, today when he's saw had this, so but... little to have anything to do with it
1: yes but don't forget that he owes Kelly a favour because he killed her dad that's his involvement, isn't it? He he, Kelly's in prison, hmm. and he's protected for Kelly because he feels guilty that he killed Rick, her dad. And ever since he did that, he's been trying to look out for her and and look after her. And he knew that by getting Corey in in prison, he would be able to get Kelly out. But Kelly, that's why he did it.
0: Yeah, Kelly's still not going to forgive him if it ever comes out about the no, whole killing your dad I don't, thing. Though, but obviously. she
1: might have to think twice about it.
0: Yeah, maybe because prison, prison is pretty but rubbish. The
1: other thing that's bothering me about this is that I still do think and I know that people are going to get mad because everyone wants to rewrite history, but <laughs> she still was involved and she might be responsible partly for him for Seb dying because she left him she ran away when she realised he was still conscious and he could speak. She thought he'd be he'd be all right and he could call for help himself. And let's not forget what he actually did, which was to drag himself by his elbows across the pavement to his girlfriend. Uh-huh. If he had, if she had phoned the police before then, when she realised that he was still alive, would he be alive now? Very true. I think she doesn't deserve to be let out. I think she should the she should be tried again for what she actually did do. Let's actually, this is the thing, it's not what, she's in prison and it's not fair because she was tried for something she didn't do. But she needs to go back on trial for what she did do and let's have people probably decide then what the punishment should be or whether she should get one or not. And if they decide, okay, fine, you know, she's been punished enough, let's let her out, fair enough. But to have the whole thing expunged from her record, which is probably what is going to happen, is not a real reflection about what she actually did and what her part in it was.
0: Well, if the uh, if the jury on that trial is made up of Corrie fans on Twitter, she would definitely get let out, wouldn't she? Because it feels like that the uh, the the majority view. On social media is that she should get punished for it in some way, but maybe not a custodial sentence. And and I think people might say, or the majority of people might say that because she's she's served what six months in prison. By this point, she's paid for it, and and it's still gonna be with her for the rest of her life and ahead, isn't it? I don't think I think she's still gonna feel some I, level I, of responsibility. For I don't what feel happened.
1: I don't feel bad for her, Michael, because she's not real.
0: Oh, good. Just let me in. Just let me in, Sam. Last week. Mm. Sorry, Sam. I forgot you were here. Yeah, you're right. Um, right. What's go What's going on at the moment? I'm lost. To where we are, anyway. So, oh yeah, Abby. Oh yeah, Abby's telling Gary about this, and um, she's like, like, you know, a load, you know, a load of dodgy people, don't you, Gary? Can you maybe find Stefan and Corey for me? And He's like, look, I know we live in the land of co- of soap coincidences here, but even that's a stretch. Sorry, what were you saying?
1: I loved. You didn't, but I really love Gary's involvement in this no. um, in this episode because I've been on Team Villainous Gary since it first sort of became apparent to me that that was an option. Um, I loved everything he did. He was so campy and silly, like when he's rubbing, he's rubbing, his, rubbing his hands, hands together, together, like, come on, I'm going to beat you with a hammer. Absolutely loved. I, I think know, it's Fagin. absolutely ridiculous to have this character who's like completely morally bankrupt. Going around crusading, thinking that he's like the hero of the hour, like bundling people into the back of vans and threatening people with hammers, but he's doing it for the good of mankind. (laughs) I think it's brilliant. I just love it. I don't recall, really, there being a character like this. There have been characters in Coronation Street who were convinced that they weren't wrong, like Pat Phelan, like um, What's-His-Face. Don Brennan, Mm -mm. but they thought they'd been wronged in some way and they had to get revenge or they they weren't really completely aware of the fact that they were doing the wrong thing or they thought that people deserved it. As Gary's like, just, I'm a moral crusader with a hammer. (laughs) Isn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he's brilliant. uh, More
1: villainous Gary It it just
0: felt to me like he swanned in at the last minute and I know he had had things to do with the storyline before, but even... His contribution to the storyline this year is I'm going to come in for a week or two and then disappear off for another few months. It's
1: unfortunate, but I think um, it maybe it should have been sort of maybe we needed to be reminded again of what his link was. But at
0: least before the episode where it all kind of came to came
1: to a head, I remembered because I'm really invested in <laughs> Gary and this storyline. But maybe maybe it's a bit obscure for for people that were maybe just on their phones. Drinkery, which is also me most of the time.
0: <laughs> so, um, Gary, Gary, even though he says he probably isn't going to be able to um, track down the Brents with his uh, band of dodgy mates, he gives it a go anyway. But alas, he comes away without any leads. They say they, uh, he says they could be anywhere now. And uh, Abby says, "Oh, hang on a minute. What about Eli's dad? Don't know why I didn't think about this before, actually." And he's like, do you know where Eli's dad lives? And she's like, yeah, I've been doing a load of dodgy research about him online. So he goes um, and finds him.
1: Good lad, Gary, doesn't ask any questions.
0: Yeah, he just takes his hammer. He's got a very persuasive looking hammer, hasn't he, that he pats <laughs> before he drives off. Can and, I uh... just
1: say, there is no fun nickname for a hammer that's as good as Gunny. Hammy.
0: How do you the hammer? <laughs> is that describing a few other... Uh... Members of well, that, Coronation Street. Oh, oh. well, I, <laughs> yeah. I think
1: most people call, like, Hammy the hamster. It's a pretty. You couldn't kill a man with a hamster unless it's Richard Gear.
0: Depends where it goes in. Move on. <laughs> Mr. Eli, the Christian, is on the phone in his van, Stefan later, and he's like, right, i got a van for you, I'm going to come and get you and uh, transport you away from somewhere. This is a little bit like Harvey, wasn't it? With this plane the other week. It's
1: a really stupid idea as well. I was. And I was thinking, can you get away with this these days? Is it possible? I don't think it is.
0: What? Smuggling someone we'll into go, a van on and then the, being t- on, going on the run? After the ferry.
1: Where are you going?
0: In boat. my head, I kept thinking,
1: oh, they're going to go to Germany. But of course they're not going to Germany. No. I don't think the 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 football will be like, well, we as <laughs> long as <laughs> you I, go to football.
0: I think that, I think that uh, maybe Stefan wasn't completely sure about what was going on. He was... He, he, didn't, he, he gonna... didn't
1: seem like he had a plan, did he? No,
0: he seemed rather miffed that he didn't have a plan on what was going on, but he's like determined to protect his son and everything. Um, anyway. Stupid
1: bloody kid. Gary comes oh, I over. Felt, I, I felt what? secondhand rage for Stefan this week because he's he had it made and then his stupid bloody kid came and messed it all up. It's just like when you get a new carpet and your kid spills ketchup on it. Like, well, I've worked my whole life for this and you've just ruined it. <laughs> and one big bloody stain all over the place
0: <laughs> um he shouldn't have been a, a, such a hands-off father all these times should he? All this he thought it was so he?
1: cool getting getting cory and, and asher that little apartment yeah, exactly all, that, that was that the very beginning much of proved
0: that, that he had no time for Corey. he just thought he could buy him off and say here we go have a bit of money so i can get on with my magazine then you can't just come and, in, and in the and last minute like, as wow, a helicopter parent you've got to do murderer. it all the way
1: through <laughs> you got. You got to go to those parents evenings yeah. and say to the teacher how come my kids screwed up it can't be me
0: I bet that Stefan would try to bribe teachers at the parents evenings now what
1: if I told you <laughs> that I could put you on the front cover of Halo magazine as teacher of the year <laughs> would, would um, that convince you Michael oh yeah
0: yeah. Um, so Gary comes up to um to, to Christian, he's able to find him somehow. And he's he looks like he's going to rough him up or something. We don't actually see what happens, do we? We just get Christian having a bit of Limping. a limp later. Well, it
1: was pretty effective so and also COVID compliant. I just want to say another thing, okay? Now, next week, I am assuming that no one's going to mention this and no one's going to care or bring it up. Because we've, we've done that story now and it's going to be over and done with. But in real life, imagine the epic scandal that would ensue if a publishing magnate who was in charge of one of the biggest magazines in the northwest higher magazine (laughs) that everyone reads all the time they do yeah plus the up-and-coming young star of weatherfield county corey brent both embroiled in like this massive murderous scandal and Trying to go on the lamb. I think yeah, that, i never stop talking about I it. I think
0: it is going to get mentioned because the because the Gazette had publicised so much. The so you know the Corey, Corey, Hallelujah. I and reckon
1: that the Gazette is published by a rival publishing company, and the person in charge of the Gazette is like secretly hates Stefan because they have to go to the. The, you know, Northwest Publishing Association's dinner every year. And <laughs> Stefan's always there going, my son Corey, blah, blah, blah. And this Gazette guy's like, these bastards, I'm going to stick them on the front page for the next week. <laughs> Sorry,
0: Maria, you've been bumped to page two. <laughs> <laughs> Local um,
1: woman mad about asthma. Yeah, that can be definitely page two at
0: least. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Christian turns up to uh, give Stefan his list, list his lift. And he kind of ushers him in. <laughs> this is
1: my Christmas list. Can you make sure you get can you, that? Can
0: you go to one of the German markets while you're over there, please? I'd like a little um, nutcracker.
1: It says here on okay, here, John Lewis Christmas sweater from the advert. Have you seen the advert? It's no, not I that have good. not seen
0: this year John Are Lewis sure Christmas advert. Yeah. Are you
1: sure you want this? No, I think there's going to be loads left over in January. I'll I used to be really
0: that. excited about seeing the John Lewis Christmas adverts. So I did used to properly like them. But it's been like five years or so since there's been one that's... This really got I me. Managed, I, think I, I think I'm a bit over. And I don't know
1: how I did this. Perhaps it was because I was watching it on my phone. To go through the whole advert thinking the main character was a little girl. And the, the whole story is a kid on the bus sees um, an alien spaceship land in the forest. So Christmassy. Gets out of the bus, walks into the forest, finds this landed craft. And out comes this kind of, this ethereally white girl and they hang out together, and this kid teaches her about Christmas. And um, there's a bit where yeah, he's, yeah, <laughs> and there's a bit where they kind of look at each other, and the ki- the girl gives the alien girl gives gives the kid a kiss before they go. And I was like, this is so progressive. There's lesbian alien in Christmas, <laughs> Christmas advert. Wow! And then at the end, I was like, actually, I think it is a little boy, isn't it? Okay, well, fine. How heteronormative now. of John Lewis?
0: <laughs> oh, it's not going to beat the old. Uh, I, I like the. Uh,
1: Honestly, like the it's time to stop. John Lewis. It's advert. time to stop doing sentimental Christmas adverts, and that time has been up for a couple of years now. Uh,
0: the best Christmas advert that we had was that. I know I of the Saints um
1: what, in the, the trenches the christmas no christmas football why like is, that. What, what is it about I christmas like that. that makes everybody maudlin <laughs> why can't we just go look here's a cracker here's a christmas pudding you want to buy it come and get it here's a special edition christmas jumper it so says it's christmas again with the year underneath it, 2021. 20 Lidl's have it? got
0: an excitable carrot as its Christmas mascot every year, hasn't it? And, they you, need... and we go to Liddles, Honestly, so it's not something we worked on you. Do you
1: remember I was telling you about um, Smith and Jones, those two comedians that I said that we were like, mm-hmm. they need them to come back, unless maybe they're dead, I can't remember, and just, <laughs> do, this from the 80s? just do like a, it's Christmas, what do you want? Come and get it, it's a shop. I'm sure we've got it. <laughs> Okay?
0: That'd be a bit bit cheaper.
1: Donnews.com. Come and get it.
0: Revolutionary Gemma.
1: <laughs> and if you if you can't think of anything, we sell vouchers. Can tell so you
0: work in the media.
1: I'm marketing, Gary. <laughs> We're
0: talking about carnations here. my words, you, Michael.
1: Mark my words. It's going to be next I'm year. Everybody is going to be it's going to be sarcastic, stupid adverts from next year because people people are done with it. How much money they spend on a blooming white alien eating a, a mince pie with a foil on it? <laughs> oh, I want
0: to see it now. Right, look, we've got to get back on with this. So that the, the Christian turns up to say, Stefan, get in my van. And then when he locks him in there, Gary comes out going,
1: hey, hey, hey,
0: I'm going to come and get you. It's and me,
1: the child catcher. <laughs> it
0: was, he was like the child snatcher, Gary Windass Gets in the <laughs> van, <coughs> cackles away as he drives them off to who knows where. Well well who knows where is the police station, isn't it? Because um there's a funny scene where um the van stops. You see inside yeah. the van, don't you, with Stefan and Corey and then it stops and they're like, Oh what? We can't be there already And you said to me like Maybe it's a traffic light. I know.
1: They literally just <laughs> stops, and they're like, what's happened? But no, I thought they had bad traffic in Weatherfield. I thought this was a famous thing. Yeah. Maria's the, just solved the problem already. Hey, I think
0: Maria's got another protest outside the community centre again. Don't worry, Stefan, that's all. And um, you do need to go past the community centre to get to the police station because it's just round the corner in Coronation Street, as we know. Um... No, they take they take him to the police station, don't they? And the, um, the the doors swing open, and there is Abby and Nina and who else is there? Asher probably and I everybody this was else.
1: Pretty iconic, and the and the police lady's like, well, 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 or whatever she said.
0: <laughs> hello, hello, hello,
1: <laughs> <laughs> as, as
0: they do, and uh, yeah, he gets he gets a, um, it gets nicked, and Abby gives him a wink. Classic. He gets giving him a wink back, um, and so he gets um, he gets uh. Questions. Questions and interviewed and whatnot. And um, detectives saying, look, is, is some pictures of your clothes that we found. And he's like, no comment, no comment. She says, we've got a ton of evidence. We've got, you know, DNA coming out of the wazoo. And he's like, still no comment about this. And then she says, and also Eli has admitted that he was coerced into lying and everything. And uh, we're going to be asking the CPS to review the case as soon as possible. So stick that up your pipe and smoke it. Rent.
1: It was quite funny. Uh, what, like you said, where's Sabine?
0: I did, a, yeah, where's the been?
1: But he had a new lawyer and or solicitor, and she was sitting there going, Don't say anything, don't say anything. And then the police officer was like, Well, that's funny because blah, blah, blah. And then Corey's solicitor was like, um, Excuse me, you need to be more professional actually because this is serious. And I thought that was really funny because it's like the police lady should have said, So, no, no, hang on, sorry, this is a TV show. I've got to be unprofessional and sarcastic. That's the, that's the thing here. It's Weatherfield Police Station. All of the female police officers are sarcastic and bitchy and all of the male police officers are either racist or incompetent. I don't know if you've <laughs> not come here before. Well, why not
0: both? <laughs> so um, Abby and Co are told about this. The CPS uh, have later agreed to charge him with murder and Abby's chuffed. She's all happy and hoorayish. And um, Corey, meanwhile, is being led snivelling away into the cells saying, Dad, Dad, I can't go to prison. And Stefan sees him. And, uh, and that's possibly the last that we see of Corey because Maximus Evans did tweet on um, on social media today, didn't he? Um, bye. That th- That's it. Bye. I'm done being Corey.
1: For now.
0: For now. But, yeah, I'm, I feel I,
1: like I when they were doing the questioning, I was thinking, "Oh, are we gonna are we gonna see another trial? Is they're gonna be, are we gonna follow this story anymore? Is this become that a closed procedural?" Corrie have got a
0: habit of when they don't want to show a trial, they just completely forget about it. Like yeah. Ray Crosby, anyone? Who's that? We we saw him getting arrested at the at the airport, and that was literally the last time we saw him, wasn't it? They I they're really see. sometimes really bad at following through yeah, with yeah. um with their villains. I like... want to
1: see like um a Suicide Squad slash uh what's it called Arkham Asylum mm of weatherfield baddies who all end up oh yeah that would be at, good at hope no which one's the main yeah. prison highfield prison highfield prison. prison. Yeah. they all just like one day there's just a scene where they're all sitting around going oh, do you know what i bloody amazing hate to have a break hate? oh yeah do you know i hate them as well and then they all just get revenge on everybody one christmas now that would be
0: having epic. having a um an azkaban style breakout yes! of all the greatest cory murderers because the problem is most that. of them are dead Aren't no, they? but there's
1: loads in there. There's it's, a few there's, still in there. Jim's is Jim in there?
0: No, Jim's a, Jim's a free man at the moment, so he is.
1: R- R- Ray?
0: Right, we, we talked about this. With Josh? Because pri- we did just prison stories the other, t- we, the other month, there's didn't we? I'm Josh sure there's a few, there.
1: and I'm sure they could finagle a few in there as well. Yeah. If they and, really uh, wanted to.
0: And then they're marching down the street by Faye Windass.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. It would
1: be kind of funny and, and like, imagine if they, like, just sec- were secretly just depositing these people one by one over the years without us really thinking about it. And then one day there's just a scene where they're all like, right, lads, let's break out that of this dump. could be, dump.
0: A, like, a proper good long-term plan it for, would the, like, be. the next Cory producer. Right, that's it?
1: it. Who wants to be the next producer? Because this is a free idea for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I want that now. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we've got it's yeah Harvey's in there, isn't he? He's not dead. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Anyway, um, so Imran's dead. Excited. He goes and tells R. Kelly the good news, and he says basically we're going to get you out soon. Um, She's like, what do
1: you mean? How long will this take? And he's like, it's just it's so for like two weeks probably. Yeah. People will forget. These people are all imbeciles. They can't even remember whether Maria and Gary are going out with each other anymore. <laughs> they're like goldfish.
0: Um, Kevin, meanwhile, has bought Abby the biggest rocket in the shop. And, um, I've she... heard about that. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're going to light it to, to celebrate Corey getting banged up and also to as a bit of a tribute to Seb as well. If I this think is, this is
1: a really cool idea and it I made me it wish nice I had the idea. biggest rocket in the show. I thought shop. it was
0: a nice idea. Then then we had that bit with Imran coming in and she's like, no, 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 that story isn't for this week, sorry. Sorry. And, um, so she and, it was her and Nina, wasn't it, that yeah. went and knit it together? It
1: was a lovely Strange, scene.
0: It was a lovely scene. I'm surprised that there weren't more characters there.
1: No, I thought it was good, just these two. They
0: they light it, um, it kind of fizzles out, and Abby goes to go up to it. And I was like, no, no, don't go back to a lit firework. And then Nina says, don't go back to a lit She's firework. Like, well, one we one the were paying attention in school, The, well, no, the only trying. thing I know about fireworks, don't go back the to a lit The things I learned
1: work. from school, say no to drugs, never step on the third rail. <laughs> mm of a railway line. What's... Don't step on the third one.
0: I don't think you're supposed to step on any rails on a railway track. No, you can
1: step on any one you like, but I never could work out the third from what. I don't know because what you're if talking there's about three, here. one of them, two of them, could be the third one, depending on which way you start from. I'm but both lost. ways when you cross the road, especially if you're a hedgehog,
0: mm. And don't go back to a lit fire. Don't
1: go back to a lit firework.
0: Also, don't stall them in your bread bin or something. <laughs> I can't remember what the rest of the firework code is, I actually. remember
1: being shown some really gruesome adverts when I was a kid. I was, wait,
0: I was waiting for in this scene for Rita to come marching in saying, "We don't like fireworks." We, we haven't, I haven't sold fireworks in the cabinet. 1975. Since <laughs> but no, she didn't. No. Um, she obviously
1: didn't buy. She obviously bought it from Dev. He's yeah. like, "Dev's like, hush, don't tell, don't tell Rita." what I got laid under the counter. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the O dev firework. <laughs> <laughs> um, the makes
1: biggest a loud, one in the shop. It makes a loud noise and makes a mess, but you probably won't enjoy it.
0: <laughs> As it goes <laughs> up in the air, it goes, <laughs> hey!
1: Hey! <laughs>
0: anyway it does fizzle out and uh, and but then it relights itself somehow and um explodes in all its cgi glory in the the
1: sky and they were watching it and they had tears in their eyes and i thought it was really nice i
0: thought it was sweet but i just i just i liked
1: it i thought it was a really nice ending that was the end that was that was uh, us
0: went out with a being
1: told now move on with your lives this story is finished
0: but but nina and asha Remember, they're back together again and they haven't really done anything with that for a while. So. No, that's fine. I just think it's a bit sad that they can't use actual fireworks on Coronation Street. Why do they have to use these naff CGI ones every time?
1: We probably can't trust the actors with things that blow up. But, but this don't... one
0: did actually launch, didn't it? It launched into the sky. I think we maybe saw a few little <laughs> real spots. There are definitely some and people. And then when they look, the last final shots are just so painfully obviously fake.
1: Oh, you're such a bitch. It's probably really difficult to film them. <laughs> It probably you probably have to do something weird with film or something. You just get a special camera. It's fine. What just for one firework scene when you can just CGI it At in the end of the biggest
0: and, story of the year? Yes, get a real firework.
1: Um, Ian, um, are you sure that you want to spend twenty grand on this one camera for this one thing? Well,
0: we have just had coronation, uh coronation street, so try and cut costs when you. I can. don't
1: know why they do why they do it this way. I assume there's a reason. I didn't think it was obviously CGI today. It's because
0: I'm looking out for it. Every time somebody goes near a firework, I'm like, here we go.
1: Sometimes it is, like, clearly, obviously, not even remotely in the right scale but today it was fine i mean if you told me it was a real firework i'd believe you in someone's,
0: fact someone's going to tell me now that it was actually yeah, a real firework i think it probably they? was on, a real firework. send the emails because it
1: wasn't even scented the, the first bit of it. it was over the side yeah of the that's roof. the bit
0: that i'm saying i well, think was real but it was the final shot when it kept on going because you said the seats of a whole firework yeah. display packed inside that one rocket didn't you it's i wanted do you
1: remember that um that video of that uh 4th of July display some poor town did where they set it all off at the same time and it was like...
0: Well, this is like... five seconds. We, we had our firework factory catch on fire in Southampton it a couple did. of years ago, didn't we? I was driving down to school one day and there was a massive traffic jam and we had to go rerouted somewhere and it turned out that the firework factory that I always drive yep. has had gone up in
1: smoke. Who'd have thought that putting Very a colourful. firework factory right in the middle of town near a main road would be a big mistake?
0: <laughs> so... Right so, next to the so, mattress so. shop
1: as well, that was. And the car, used car plays And all the cars caught on fire, didn't they?
0: I don't know. I don't know. So, are you, are you satisfied, That And it wasn't even though? during
1: the night, so you could enjoy the fireworks.
0: <laughs> no, wasn't it wasn't. It was daytime fireworks. It was rubbish. Are you satisfied with, with this being the end for Corey? Do you think it was um, a fitting ending for him? Um. Exactly.
1: I wanted him to die, but you didn't
0: i didn't want him to die but then the way that he went off today it was like oh maybe i kind of did it felt like oh so you, he was he was given a reprieve from Horror Nation street which was when i was maybe expecting his number to be up for for his own exit and it just felt a bit i don't know it didn't feel quite big enough um i kind of enjoyed the stuff with stew and the and the uh, and, and the bag and the, the clothes and everything but the actual um hiding out scene it just didn't feel, it just didn't do it for me. It didn't feel um It didn't feel very enough. epic, and I don't know feel what like, it was. Epic is the word. I wonder it whether it
1: was because it was too soon. It felt like it was, it was, like, paradoxically both too soon yet also not soon enough, you know. It either had to have happened immediately following the events of Horror Nation Street, or it should have waited for a bit longer.
0: Yeah, if if after Horror Nation Street, literally the night of Horror Nation Street, they'd have been like, right, because definitely would right, be right, you get in this van, we're going. And then I'd yeah. have chased down the motorway or something, and it's like, oh no, the motorway's closed because Dev's car's exploded over here. And and that that would have felt a little bit more tense and everything. But here it's like, oh, they're probably going to get caught, aren't they? Because it's you know it's the end of the week. It feels like the story's yeah. wrapping up yeah, now. Yeah,
1: and also I remember thinking, oh, oh no, it's Friday, so they probably could get caught today. Oh
0: yeah, and and so when and then when Gary came along and and um, just dropped them off at the police station, I was like, mm.
1: I tell you what, it's those... a
0: shame they they just kind of botched it a little bit in my head, a bit like they did with Phelan. and and they. They they shouldn't have done because he was the like you know he's been the best villain this year I think Corey and I think he deserved a more epic exit.
1: I know that Stefan's supposed to be rich and everything, but he can't be that super rich. And if there was ever a, a better demonstration of the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire, I don't know what it is because Jeff Bezos would have just got on a spaceship and launched himself to the moon. <laughs> and Stefan's like, come on, Corey, we're going on houseboat.
0: We're going we're gonna straddle this massive rocket. And then blast ourselves into the oblivion. Oh, somebody's bought it. Kevin. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, so anyway, I, I'd kind of like to see Corey again, but if, if feel, it seems like... I really like, think... Um, that's it for now.
1: That there has to... It doesn't really feel like an end.
0: He's not going to be let out, though, is he? He is a bit of a murderer. And it um, could... Be he's got
1: influenza, Michael.
0: He's locked up for a little while. What about Stu, though? Michael, do you
1: think... he's a rich white middle-class kid who I... made a bad mistake. but He's got a promising football us career of ahead of him.
0: Mm. What about Stu? Do you think we're going to see him at him again? Because I I don't
1: know. I he's, kind of he's a bit kind of really of want money. to. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, there's there's no reason at all particularly for him to come back apart from, you know, Billy with his soup kitchen and everything, which is all he seems to do at the I moment. I can just imagine
1: Billy coming up to Summer with I'd that manic grin that he gets on his face sometimes, going, Summer, just tell me what you think of this idea. How would you like it if Stu moved in with us? And she go, yes, that makes perfect sense. Of course <laughs> I would love that, Dad. Or Billy, or whatever It's going to happen now,
0: me. isn't it? Um, I... I Mm, yeah, what else? I think we're gonna. Oh, Kelly. Then you've already you said about um the fact that she's probably gonna come out soon and, and all will be forgiven. I'm wondering whether um this is her release might maybe reunite um Imran and Toya. Is Elsie still with them? I don't really know at the moment because Toya's not turned up at all this week, despite well, the fact there was an environmental if... progress pros, um protest going on which I thought she might have a passing interest in. If
1: Kelly's gonna get kicked out and she needs a bed to stay in, then is Elsie gonna be booted out instead?
0: I think I think Elsie's probably gone by now, but uh, yeah, I see what I reckon is gonna happen is Kelly's gonna come out, um, Imran and Toya will we'll celebrate together and Toya's gonna like, Alright mate, I forgive you and then it's gonna come out about Abby.
1: Yeah, probably. This, this, was the, this, was the problem,
0: <laughs> this was one of the problems with the wedding, I think. The fact that I couldn't truly be happy for Abby, who is, you know, one of my favourite characters in the show, because I know that there's still the lingering issue of her her night between the sheets with Imran. It's still going to come out, isn't it? And it's probably going to come out quite soon. Do you think
1: it's probably like a way of trying to safeguard Ke- Abby and Kevin's relationship? Because once they're married, it's more difficult to split them up.
0: Well, it, yeah, okay, possibly. But, <sighs> but I just, I just, I just hate don't, I don't they, relish the um, together.
1: Don't relish the fallout of this at all.
0: No, no, I, I don't either.
1: And but... I don't like Kelly, and I don't want her to come out, and.
0: I think you're gonna be disappointed that. Oh dear. and the thing else. Maria's. And we move on, next storyline. Okay, so this is our um this is our
1: God, we've so... been talking for ages about that story. Line. It was
0: a big story, you know, it was the conclusion to the one of the biggest stories of the year. Yes, I suppose um, so. And and now on to um a lesser storyline.
1: But a more important but, one. It, yes,
0: it is very right. important. Okay,
1: we have to do this. Disclaimer we we understand this is serious. Climate change, my personal thoughts about it's not not the place for this for me to go on about it on the podcast. Um, it's obviously it's important. One of the most pres- pressing and scary things it scares me more than COVID. When I think of the future, I don't even think there is one. Part, part partly one of the reasons why I don't really I'm not in a hurry or probably will never have children is because I don't think that there's a future for them to live in because the planet will be on fire. Um, so that sounds I scary. I don't think yeah. It's gonna be that I'm, right. I'm really worried about it. Like, I just, I, when I pay money into my ignorant. pension, I'm like, do I, what's the point of this? Is Am I, I going to even... I think the age that we are, by the time it hits the fan, we're going to be old and nobody's going to look after us and there's not going to be any resources allocated to the medical help for older people because everyone's going to be trying to save the planet. That's what I think. I think it's serious. Go With all that said, I'm going to make jokes about this <laughs> because it's stupid. Okay.
0: So all, all the world leaders this week have been having their little chin wags about, it, haven't they? Ch- apart from China, and, and maybe Joe Biden's fallen asleep during some of it. But um, one
1: of the things. This right. is so coronation street. And, and what? Can I just say something? Yes. Now I always wanted to do this, and I thought, I thought, I thought this seems like a logical thing, knowing human beings and how horrible we are to each other. Um, that a consequence of climate change and the fact that there's no real incentive for any country to do anything while other countries are benefiting economically from flaunting all of the environmental rules, right? Mm, Flaunting. Whatever. Either this is going to happen, or somebody can make a really awesome movie about it. I reckon there's going to be climate wars where rich Western countries or Northern Hemisphere countries will just go, look, at the end of the day, we could eat less beef and we could turn the lights off, or we could just blow up a continent... Of people that we don't care about kill about like billions of people and then we can pollute a bit more and they'll we get us some breathing space do
0: you yeah. know what i mean
1: yeah climate wars all of the west going to china stop polluting or we're gonna drop a bomb on you don't you think that's that sounds quite a fit? like it, if it gets to the stage where it's like we have to stop polluting how can we do it trying to listen to us and there's a billion people there and they're making they're making lots of stinky smoke like Maria doesn't like, <laughs> why don't we just bomb them all? Are
0: you going to stand for Weatherfield Council as well? Uh... My,
1: I'm going to stand on nuclear war with the Southern Hemisphere, apart from,
0: apart from... Australia and New Zealand, because
1: yeah. they're cool. <laughs> can oh can you see God. what I mean? If it gets really apocalyptic, I literally cannot see how it wouldn't make sense to some crazy, like not necessarily every country... <laughs> But there are some crazy countries out there with maniacs in charge. There are, yeah. Is it not a logical thing for human beings to say... You're not saying
0: that this is what you would do, but you're saying that this is what somebody might decide to do. I'm saying, like, in my my world of dreams, I can imagine this
1: happening. But also, it would make a really good premise for a science fiction film.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't you think that would be a cool... It is, it's a good idea. And
1: if you watched it, you'd be like, huh, I guess that could happen yes you wouldn't be like no nah, that's stupid <laughs> what terminator robots from from the future to kill a small child i don't think so i can't right, enjoy on. this film it doesn't make any sense
0: come on what's maria been up to this okay eh? what's
1: going right. down she's on the annoyed red this this was also crazy because um nobody seems to mind the fact and what did this come up this week or this was new this week wasn't it so, uh,
0: unless we've missed it, this is the first we've heard of the Red Wreck being bulldozed to put, uh, to make way for a bypass.
1: Yes. Um,
0: and Miriam's not very happy with this. She, hears she about wants to save she?
1: the planet for her child, who I forgot the name of Liam. Now, I can just say, um, I think she needs to broaden her horizons a little bit because she keeps saying, What about my kid, Liam Connor Jr., uh-huh. I don't think anyone's a massive fan of him apart from her. <laughs> it's not like he's really cool or funny or sweet like Sam. No. If they went, what, we need to save the future for poor little orphan Sam, everyone would be like, oh, okay, I'll sell my car mm. and take the bus.
0: Yeah. But as Liam Conley like he's, it's, 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 he's never even in it.
1: He's not in it. I don't know. He seems like a bit of a wet blanket, honestly. <laughs> um, Sally is looking at... Fancy paint samples, because she wants the that front door funny. to be painted like the Ander, Andalusian...
0: I can't Hills? remember what she said, something like that. Is but Anna
1: Lu- <laughs> Anna Lucia is the character who said. No, oh it? no, yes! Like lost. No, but yeah, the same actress was also... Yeah, uh, okay, it's the same person. I thought it
0: was funny, Tim was painting it white and she was trying to say... Yeah, trying to say yeah, which it colour. Yeah, it was, but that's quite funny.
1: Oh, it's also funny for you men to say that women think colours are all different, but we've got different receptors in our eyeballs. There are different colours. It
0: reminded me of the uh, the classic ocean grey, military grey scene from Red Dwarf. Classic. <laughs> One or two people might have got that.
1: Um, Maria comes over. She's like, "Oh, can you can you use your oral knowledge to stop the bypass from wrecking the red wreck?" And Sally's like, well, actually, I think it's a good idea because it would stop people from parking here because apparently you can park on the bypass instead. <laughs> and Maria's like, oh, you don't even care and you're awful. So Fergus comes to the factory. Hey, Fergus. And he talks to Sally about... she She's asking him about the parking permit progress. And he's like, oh, I can't really tell you, but all the all the bigwigs are really into um, tearing up the red wreck. Because the person in charge of the bypass has got a reputation for getting things done, so Sally goes back to Maria and says, "Yeah, it definitely feels like they're going to bulldoze the red rag. So say goodbye to that." And it's a real buzz because um, she says, "Oh, the bypass could bring in revenue and it'd be faster to get to Cheshire." <laughs> Which I thought was so dumb. It
0: was It was, It was. was kind of funny that that's what she's thinking, I want to get to Cheshire. But when you kind of stop and think about it for longer than half a second, you think, I Sally don't think would Sally be. would be saying this at all.
1: Like, for all we know, Sally's husband, Tim, remember him, still owns a horse called Tiny, who I assume needs to go and take regular exercise in some green space or another. I
0: think he clops around the red rack. Like,
1: why not? Where does he go then? Uh... I just really d- I really don't think that Sally would be behind bulldozing
0: the no red rack. nobody Absolutely on Coronation no Street
1: would want them to get rid of this thing to build a bypass no nobody are
0: they, or are they just like we're okay we've got Victoria Gardens now Yeah, <laughs> bypass the red rack for all, all week yeah
1: the other problem is it's not really anything to do with the parking situation. I know they tried to tie it in together, but really they're not related at all.
0: What was it supposed to be? It wasn't obviously about people parking on the bypass. It was just saying that no, like it's going to be, Yeah, yeah, I know. It just it, It's going to improve the circulation through Weatherfield or something. Is that it?
1: I can't see how it's related. The people are parking on Coronation Street. Because they used to park somewhere else. This was the established fact of this storyline. They used to park on Inkerman Street. Is yep, that right? That is correct. But then there were building works.
0: No, Inkerman Street was made residence only area. So they then up sticks and meant to park on Coronation Street.
1: Yeah. And what this has got to do with the bypass, I don't know. I just think this whole thing is stupid. Just to say, this whole thing makes no sense. It's a bunch of. Uh, Poorly understood things, all put together in a massive jumble, and talking points. Nothing, nothing's like you're clear. A podcast. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> nothing's nothing's clear or thought out properly. Just like this podcast. <laughs> um, and you know, we watched um, we watched some episodes of EastEnders this week to do our bonus episode um, with Wolford Weekly, and there I don't know how it fit into the rest of the storyline or how it worked with the characters and stuff. But their climate change sort of issue du jour made way more sense and was much easier to understand and than it was this one. much
0: less, you know, there dramatic. There was a burger
1: bar, and there was a little kid who's going, "Stop eating meat on Mondays. Everyone should eat vegetables on Mondays. Meat-free Mondays." Yeah. And the guy in charge of the burger place was like, "Shut up, kid! You're trying to you're ruining my business."
0: And then and by then Wednesday did, or he's Tuesday, he's like, we'll "Okay, do a I will." Burger
1: literally it was such a simple well Mm. thought out
0: relatable
1: relatable it's easy like you can watch it and go yes i can see that this is a thing that i could do that would have an impact on the planet the little girl said you know if you do this xyz great brilliant what is this about what can i do watching coronation street about this storyline to do with a bypass they just go well right, right I won't go on the Weatherfield bypass next time I'm in. I'm in the <laughs> next area. Someone's
0: stopping up there, yeah.
1: I'm. I. I also like nobody is out there bulldozing local playgrounds for a lark. I eat a burger on a Monday. I don't bulldoze a, a playground to build a bypass.
0: Mm. It also seemed from watching EastEnders that that little kid that they had been the spokes, uh, the mouthpiece for it. It felt like that. It was within her character, and I've got no idea no, who I this girl yeah. is, but it was established fairly well for me over those um, couple of episodes that she was a bit of a...
1: A mouthy Greta Thunberg.
0: Yeah, basically. She was a bit of an SJW, wasn't <clears throat> she? And, um, and and I think that she would say that. Um,
1: Maria literally didn't Maria's even like, know... What... That Asmo existed before Precious Liam Connor Jr. got it from huffing exhaust fumes. No, cho-
0: choosing Maria to be the the spokesperson for for this and the, and the face of Corey's crossover. I <laughs> it just...
1: feels it feels like they're deliberately trying to sabotage the entire thing, which is surely not their intention. I think in the
0: writers' room, it's like, oh, which characters <clears throat> don't we really have anything to do with? Who who's not been doing much recently? Who can we? Who's, who's a, a blank sh- slate? Who's
1: a shrill harridan who will get people on our side with her mindless shrieking about her child? That nobody cares about. Ooh, yeah, oh yeah, Maria. Maria. Who's the person? It, it, was she the one? Who's the one who had the pink? Yeah, did she that... had.
0: She had a pink. No, that was Eva, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: might as well got she's... Eva to do it.
0: Maria did have a big car earlier this year, didn't she? Yeah. Because Gary bought sell it because it was environmentally Well, unhealthy.
1: where's it? Where's the money for that then, Maria? But she hasn't sold it. But she just parked it down in Kimmin Street. <laughs> anyway, Maria contacts Chris, the journalist.
0: Every time that flipping journalist comes up, I'm like, yeah, but where's Doctor Gaddis? Come on, because because the actress is the doctor daughter. So.
1: Um I think in bring
0: your mum to work though
1: on the show, Doctor Gaddis is it's canon that she has a son. Is it? I think so. Oh. But maybe we misunderstood and Chris is actually a girl.
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Chris, the journalist, is going to film a social media post to get everybody on the news so that they can also stick it on in, in EastEnders. Yes. Uh, Tracy bom- photo bombs the video <laughs> with a big bouquet of flowers as Maria's doing an impassioned speech from the heart and then she starts arguing with Maria and Maria-, Maria uses this opportunity to sort of vent her her spleen about how awful she feels about the future for her children and climate change, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. very impassioned and Chris is filming going, yeah, this is bloody brilliant, we're going to get about 20 likes for this on Twitter, I can't <laughs> wait to upload it. Um, and that's the end of that. And then they use this clip of Maria telling Tracy to do one in EastEnders. Where uh, why
0: someone in Walford is subscribed to the uh, Weatherfield Gazette <laughs> on social yeah. media, I don't know. It's gone viral, or something. seen
1: in Wednesday's... I think it's Wednesdays EastEnders, no Tuesdays. No,
0: Tuesday's EastEnders it turned out. A couple it, of people it felt, it watching. It felt really nicely the um the order of things because we were watching some of the soaps on Monday, saying oh there there haven't been loads of crossovers here, but it made sense that you know Maria films hers on Monday, by Tuesday the like the next day in soap land it's appearing somewhere else. I thought that fit kind of nicely, but it did fiddle out fizzle out a bit by the end of the week, didn't it?
1: Maria's video appears on Tuesdays, EastEnders, where two, one character's like, "Yeah, hey, look at this, look at this girl from Weatherfield's getting right knocked off about climate change. And the other one's like, I literally couldn't give a toss about The Red Wreck. I've never heard of it. Bulldoze at all of it. I don't care. And then today's episode of Coronation Street, so Friday um, the 5th, we had... A weird scene which I forgot that they were doing the crossover by this point in the week because I am a goldfish and they're standing outside waiting for Corey to to find out whether Corey's gonna be done for murder and then who was it? It was Asher and Nina, Asha's Asha's like, wasn't it? Again? Hey, oh look. look, there's a man here dressed up as a superhero to fight climate change. Yeah. And I was like f- <laughs> I know. It, it, what the hell is this? And you said to me, oh, that's... Is that so-and-so from Doctors?
0: Because Aggie said something earlier in the episode about, oh, there's a, there's a hospital so-and-so where. And I and I was thinking, is that... Is that, cause is that it, a uh, reference to uh, her maybe, being... maybe if you watch all the soaps, you got this better than us. But she kind of dropped it. And I don't know whether she was talking about Doctors then, which would have been a bit of an in-joke because um, Lorna Ledlow used to be... Um, was it Mrs. Tembe or something on Doctors also? I can't remember what she was supposed to be called. Um, yeah, was she being very meta about this? But then... When Asher and Nina look at this superhero thing later, that was definitely doctors they were talking about. But the the, the other one the, that we saw in the week okay. was, um, was Emmerdale, wasn't it? There were some people doing some dancing with pumpkins.
1: They're like, oh, these people from a farm are doing some pumpkin things. Up
0: in Yorkshire.
1: And then, so then they, they she showed this thing and it was like a bunch of weird cuts of a man and I didn't get it. And I was like, I don't know what this is. It doesn't make any sense.
0: No. I think it was for the people that watch all the soaps, whoever that is. But I think they would have confused more people than um than I was confused
1: of... and I knew that it was going to happen. And yeah. I just forgot when it happened that th- that was what it was. <laughs> and I was like, it didn't make sense. I'm sorry, but I think the whole thing was done wrong. I'd, uh, it took it would have taken more. I don't think they put enough time into into doing this. I don't know how the clip. Excuse
0: the shootout that's going on outside. (laughs) It's just me firing (laughs) off my gun as I'm talking. (laughs) Um,
1: I I don't know how the clip from EastEnders was used anywhere, but um, EastEnders by far was the one that made the most sense. I yeah. don't know how a man dressed up in a green outfit like Captain Planet is going to do anything. So I don't know what that storyline was. I'd story listen to someone was. dressed
0: as Captain Planet, I'll tell you i I don't know how dancing
1: around with pumpkins is going to do anything. <laughs> unless they're saying, don't throw your pumpkins away, make the insides into soup.
0: It was just kind of a little cute thing. It didn't bother me too much. But what kind of bothers me is the fact that next week probably nobody will care about it again.
1: It felt like uh, what it was. It was a publicity stunt. Yeah. and um, it was unfortunately felt very hollow to me, and a bit of a missed opportunity, but I will acknowledge, it must have been a bloody nightmare to do, and they must have just gone, look, let's just do this the simplest way we can. Which is let's showing just have, some characters yeah, holding up their hold phones a phone and saying, up and look go, this. Oh, look at that, cool, blow with strike a light. Let's move on and never talk about it again, and this will in no pa- way impact our lives whatsoever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I do, I like the idea of a crossover, I think, now, even it just though like, it doesn't really make sense, because like we said on the bonus podcast, it has been established that Dot Cotton Watchers Coronation Street and now Weatherfield is an actual place. But if you forget about that, it's, Don't worry it's an alright idea. But um, the yeah, idea was and, good,
1: it was nice. It was, you know, the hearts were in the right place for it. It just didn't, um, it felt very disposable and cheap
0: honestly. Mm. Anyway, speaking of uh, disposable and cheap, what else has Maria been getting up to this <laughs>
1: week? Yeah, this is very tough because Maria's been on EastEnders. Does she get more money for this? That's my question. If I was, yeah, that's um, true. Mar- uh, Sammy Longchambon, I'd be like, where's my cash? Because <laughs> I'm a double soap star. Um, it's been getting a lot of likes, apparently, and Maria's inspired by this and tells Gary that she wants to try and change the council's mind about the bypass um gary says they're not going to maybe if sally is right and they should just drop it the other thing that annoys me about this i just want to say is that the idea that a bypass in itself is a bad thing i don't agree with that because the government is going to try to force everybody to get electric cars and i know the government's got a bad track record but really um logic dictates that fossil fuels are only going to get more expensive as they become rarer So naturally, surely electric cars will be cheaper to run, and they're not going to pollute things. And as long as the source of the electricity is clean, I don't see the point. I don't see the problem with driving a car if it's if it's using clean energy. Obviously, there are issues with the parts and the the batteries and where do they come from and how are they sourced, etc. But complaining about a bypass because it gives your kid asthma is a problem that is going to solve itself.
0: Well, this did get brought up, didn't run. it? Because Maria has a bit of a chat with Ken and uh, Daniel about it later, and she says, oh, I know the government says we're going to go uh, fossil fuel free, but I don't really trust them. Moving on.
1: Yeah, that did felt also, like a very dismissive and stupid thing to say.
0: Also, um... They brought up the fact that the Red Wreck was supposedly, well, it's, it's got Roman remains underneath it, hasn't it? Which is a story about the uh, yeah, f- f- the spider from twenty years ago, and they're like, oh yeah, but they're just not going to build over that. bit. <laughs> anyway,
1: anyway, <laughs> surely there's some kind of um, law against them knocking it down.
0: Well, I would. Have thought, I don't know. I don't know these things. It just, it, you know, it just didn't feel like an actual thing that could happen.
1: No, it doesn't feel like it. in this day and age that knocking down a park.
0: Imagine if somebody decided now, because we've got we're really lucky in Southampton because we've yeah. got lots of green spaces here, mm-hmm. haven't we, for such a big city? And if somebody said we're going to build a massive bypass through the common, it'd be like, no, you're, no, not. No, you're not. You're <laughs> not though, <laughs> though, are you? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, right. So yeah, Daniel and Ken see Maria and like say sorry about that. She says about the bypass. They say don't worry about it. Um, I-, I don't mind. She says, "Let's let's do something and do a demonstration. Let's outside protest the meeting, outside. Yeah, which this Which is gonna, conveniently going to be right in the community center. <laughs> Which hasn't been used. I don't believe that. when Because I, I, I was,
0: again, I was kind of <coughs> half, half watching this on Wednesday and I was thinking, what, what why, why, oh, are they going to go and do a demo? Are they Are they going to go and protest at Weatherfield Town Hall or something? And then it's like, oh no, what, they protest, are they going to the community centre? Or are they going to meet in the community centre before they go to, oh no, they are actually having the meeting at the community centre. That uh, That doesn't.
1: I don't Makes think sense. that
0: doesn't make sense, no.
1: Maybe they like to go on a tour of, of, of the place that they're going to wreck.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I think Boris Johnson should try that. <laughs> um, Roy and Mary are there, as you might imagine. A crowd gathers. Aggie turns up. She eventually says she's got to go because she's got a casserole on. <laughs> no, she's, I can't line. get rested. I've got a casserole on. I, I enjoyed that. That's probably Aggie's best line. And I think she's she's rapidly becoming like my favourite baby. yeah.
0: What was in the casserole, though? That's the question.
1: Um, pineapple juice and...
0: <laughs> Roadkill. <laughs> uh, no. There's probably a lot more of it recently because of all the cars careening down Coronation Street at the moment. She probably kind of scuttles out every morning and picks up the squirrels and gets a shovel Shut and all the of foxes off of the road. Cause I can get a bit of meat pineapple out
1: Pineapple juice, lamb and potatoes. Casserole. Yeah. Aggie surprise.
0: <laughs>
1: um...
0: <laughs> they have a chant don't they
1: air pollution's not a lie please don't let our children die now again such hyperbole and ridiculousness if you want people to believe and care about what you're saying you need to be honest and truthful about it you need like who's died in weatherfield from cars parked on the road
0: um lisa duckworth mm. parked mm. yes there was lots of well maybe not there's lots of traffic going down Coronation Street. It's undeniable Street and that whatever. air pollution
1: has a negative impact on on people, and obviously nobody nobody wants it to happen. But saying that children are like dropping dead like flies <laughs> about it is pretty is pretty stupid. And also, children die of COVID, and nobody wears a mask. So <laughs> you expect people to care about your pollution problem. Phil hands up and they're like, oh, hooray, he's come to help us. And he's like, no, I'm on the planning committee. Dun, dun, dun. Revelation of the week. Were you shocked?
0: um I, I was just I thinking, it was really did, we, weird. did we know that he was the
1: counsellor no. before? I
0: can't really remember. I would no. he probably would have told Fizz, though. It might have come up in conversation.
1: Fizz has not let him get a word in edgeways all the time they've known each other. <laughs> yes, She's just going, oh, <laughs> oh Tyrone. Oh, his Romanian girlfriend. Yeah. I was I thought it was weird that um he and Maria had so much to say to each other. Well no,
0: it was Fizz and Maria kind I of. I know you, to that's be what friends. you said
1: to me, but the, it felt like somebody was being a proxy for somebody else in this scene. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Maria's still going off on one, she records a soundbite for the Gazette and feels like, look, let's chat later. So they go to the cafe and he says to her, I'm on your side, but there's nothing Phil I does. can do. There's lots to consider. For example, did you know a quarter of Weatherfield's residents are registered disabled and they need a lifeline? I don't get what does that mean. What, to go to, to no, Cheshire?
0: No, they, they need cars. You can't just ban cars in Weatherfield because
1: people need This is cars. why I mean it's self-evident, isn't it? Mm. This is why the East storyline was so much better. Because the guy was like, look, I'm a burger restaurant. What do you want me to do? I have to sell burgers, no matter what day of the week it is. Mm. Whereas this was like... Oh. You want to ban all cars in the world? And he's like, yes, ban every car. You, well, you're asking for a ridiculous thing that can't possibly happen. There are so many things. Everybody knows, who's listening to this, the intricacies of trying to balance doing something good for the environment and living a normal, practical life. And that's the whole. that's the whole problem, isn't it? It's not convenient for us to give up this, that and the other thing. And there's always a price to pay for doing something environmentally friendly otherwise that would be the default already Mm. Coronation Street has just gone beyond the, the logic into fantasy world where people knock down playgrounds to build rocket ship launchers <laughs> and they children were are building being us
0: up for the uh, for this when they had the Nation street thing two weeks ago where uh, they, they were just hoping that our disbelief was still suspended from a fortnight ago when they put in, they introduced this idea
1: that whole thing was is a misfire if you ask me but cool. i do i do appreciate what he said about um you know you can't just get rid of cars because how are people going to get around Hmm. I don't believe that a quarter of Weatherfield's residents need a car because they're disabled. Where no. did that figure come from? I don't know. There must, be, like, every other person that lives there must be disabled then, because there's only one disabled person who needs a car on the street at the moment. That's Aggie. i oh, yeah, um, very... Aggie. Is Izzy. Izzy.
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody else, literally everybody else. Izzy
0: doesn't need a car at the moment. She's not allowed to leave the house.
1: She's yeah. fine.
0: Anyway, I don't know what was more unbelievable. um, the Building a bypass through the Red Rec or Maria deciding to run for council. I'm sorry,
1: uh... I'm getting very sidetracked and ranty, (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah, I I believe that that statistic must be based on some realistic figure but I feel like it has been misrepresented in this example and unfortunately, again, misrepresenting the facts doesn't help anybody. It just makes you look out of touch and it It doesn't. It means that the nobody's going to actually try to help you with a solution because instead of helping you with a solution, they're just arguing with the reality of the situation. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Instead of instead of us going, oh yeah, okay, I'm sitting here going, that's not true. That can't be true. Mm. How is that possible? I I think that
0: maybe uh, there are more people disabled in Weatherfield because they're all falling off cliffs and getting shot with random guns and everything, and involved (laughs) in knife crimes. All this. uh... Billy
1: fell off a cliff and he's fine. I suppose Jack's disabled, but he can't drive. No, not yet. Who else could be? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um Bet he could says, get into a club, though. feels like, look, why don't you put your money where your mouth is, you annoying bitch, and become a council member in May. And she's like, do you know what? I reckon people at home would absolutely love to watch this storyline stretch out to May.
0: And <laughs> he said it, I was like, May? May, oh no, my God, God, please, no. can't you call
1: it early? <laughs> She says, Yes, that's brilliant. I'm gonna phone Chris um and says, I've got a, a new angle that you're after and knowing what I know about um local newspaper people and I'm sorry, Andrew, if you're listening, um, Chris was on the other end of the phone going, Oh, oh. Chris loves
0: Coronation Street based stories. That's why that basically feeds her up, you know, every every just because
1: she, she reports on it doesn't mean that she's not laughing at how ridiculous Maria <laughs> oh, is at yeah, every probably. available opportunity. Yes. On Friday, Bernie speaks to Maria about being a counsellor. She doesn't think that she's cut out for it, and nobody else, frankly, does either. Aggie shows Sally the interview with Maria in the paper and the fact that she wants to be a counsellor, and immediately Sally's like, it's on! It's on! She can't possibly imagine a world in which Maria is a counsellor and she, Sally, is naught but a knicker An stitcher. Eczema. In the shop, they have a face-off and Maria accuses Sally of being jealous and Sally reveals that she is going to also run um f- to be councillor
0: in classic Corrie tradition i mean this is what the third fourth time that coronation street have had two characters go off against each other in the council election <laughs> since the show started we had like we've had spider and Audrey we've seen we've had um you must, i mean there's also mayors, wasn't there was it like was it Len versus Annie
1: there's been so many i can't remember Deirdre
0: classic. versus Alf i think we've had going for but never the have past. there be,
1: ever been such a mismatched Pairing as Sally versus Maria. Yeah,
0: at least I, I would say with all those other ones, they're either pretty well suited. I don't think that Spider or Audrey are particularly well suited, but it was a good kind of bit of comedy in the story. But this is where we're supposed to believe that maybe Maria could be a counsellor, and I'm thinking, no, she couldn't.
1: No, she's. I don't think she's bright enough. No. And I, you know, whether or not you think that politicians are that clever, at least they've got to have some kind of Machiavellian kind of. You know, uh, impetus and uh, sneakiness, and and uh, you know, they've got to have something about her. Maria's like, what is she?
0: Mm. She's been she's been in the show for she's twenty bang. years, and she's still just like she feels like a bit of a side character that hasn't had much to do.
1: They have a pub chat later, and Phil offers to help her out. And um, this was quite funny because they're like, "Oh, what party are you going to go for?" And I was like, "Well, clearly, because I'm so invested in the environment and I care about the future and climate change, I'm going to run as an independent."
0: Hang on a minute, isn't there a
1: green I party? I think there Maria? is a party that's um, that's supposed to be for that, but as far as I can tell, that's not what they spend their time doing these days. So, fizz, toast, campaign team, Maria, and unfortunately, I also think that uh, sally is going to be a um an independent but they're always was- independent aren't because well, they don't want to alienate anybody but you just know sally's a tory don't you
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they always go independent on coronations
1: <laughs> and maria first. probably would be a green why wouldn't you just go look the green party the party that i know they want to get rid of the royal family but we'll come to that when we <laughs> when we save the planet then we can redress that bit yeah
0: I don't know if there's, how much more there is to discuss about this. You seem to have been quite vocal as, as you've gone. I think I should add you as a mouthpiece there. You, do you want to run for council? I think you do I a good job. You just need really to be loved, a bit of a. Uh, I would love to run for council. But Cow. I just
1: think I'd. The, thi- the thing about it is, it's all very well and good. Maria would be like, oh, I want to stop the bypass. But then if she stopped the bypass, what would she do?
0: She <laughs> yeah, very good point. And, and then if I said, stop asthma. If you're sitting there um, in the,
1: if you're sitting there, the audience, you're like, what are you doing for provision for. The, the quarter of Weatherfield residents that are disabled who need to have access to the tram stop, she'll be like, "Um, I don't know.
0: Mm.
1: Bypass." <laughs> she doesn't know anything about anything.
0: No, she doesn't. It's very. We peculiar. need more
1: funding for local GPs. I wonder what are you going to do about the school round the corner that people um are complaining about? There's no green space there.
0: Mm. I wonder whether um, this is going to tie in with Gary's eventual, eventual downfall because having Maria be elected as a counsellor and then it turns out that her husband? Husband? Uh, but yes, they did. They, they, showed, they showed each other their Show rings, us your didn't they? Show us your rings. They are married. Those classic If it turns out that words. the Weatherfield counsellor is married to a murderer, that sounds like a May um, Britain's Got Talent Week super soap story.
1: Weatherfield I think, revelation. I think I predicted well, something like that. Marie was rubbing Sally's nose in Sally the time. fact that she was in prison and she lost her councillorship or whatever. Yeah, do you know a... what I say? I can't wait to hear what Tim thinks about this. <laughs>
0: and Maria, you were also in prison, weren't you, that one time when you um, married Pablo Married Papala to a gay man to but... get him
1: a green card. <laughs> Maybe that can also be her thing, running on immigration. I'm very friendly to immigrants. At least Sally... And I'm pro-gay, because I was married to one.
0: At least Sally was exonerated, wasn't she, as as was pointed out. But Maria, you actually did
1: I don't think try you're and do a visa you...
0: fraud thing. yeah. That's going to come out, then, isn't it? If I was Sally, I'd be dropping a right in it because of that.
1: I think Maria should run on a campaign of putting speed bumps in up and down up um, Rosamond Street and Coronation Street to stop people from getting run over every five bloody minutes. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, where was so
1: so? Can I just ask what, what is now Maria's stance on parking? Or have we forgotten that is a problem? Do not care about that anymore. No, she still doesn't
0: like it. Well, she doesn't mind it as long as they don't park on Coronation Street. I think
1: Street. That they should knock down the red wreck and put a parking. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, a story what would you say about there. that?
0: Catch twenty-two there, Maria. Ha. Huh. Hmm. Um, I.
1: Why doesn't she? Why doesn't she say something like, "Let's"? This is this is the annoying thing to me. She could do something like let's install a bunch of electric charging posts up Rosamond Street so that people can park there and charge their cars that are electric and it would incentivise people to get electric cars and they wouldn't have their diesel cars and their petrol cars blowing smoke all over my kid.
0: Well, I'd vote for you.
1: They had an electric charging car post, so they got rid of it because the company that was paying them weren't paying them anymore, <laughs> as far as I know.
0: <laughs> um, I think that... I- I, I I think it was weird that there was no Toya in this storyline. She was like, Toya was well out of massively it. notable no, by Toya, her absence. Toya was like,
1: this is stupid and makes no sense. I'm not going to be involved. I <laughs> the, fact that's, the fact that
0: the fact that we we say what? Why did they have Maria doing it when she's shown no bent for this kind of thing in the past? Whereas conversely, we have Toya who has you know climbed up a tree and then been chaled, chained to railings and run a juice bar with an eco warrior. You didn't see hide nor hair of her this week, it was very odd. I, I don't know, I don't get the thinking there of no, let's not bother putting Toya in. Um oh, is she just too tied well, up with Elsie or in run things? But no I think that was really, really, really stupid. Or she could have at least been cheering out of a window because they were protesting right outside their flat, weren't they? Going, Yeah, I, I I'm with you, Maria, yeah. And Maria and, and Toyota's It was to be a friends. bit weird
1: that they're like, Let's get Ken and, and Mary in here, that's who we need and Aggie, she's got casserole though, she's got to go.
0: Yeah, it was odd. And also, I I do wonder, like, if you're going to do something about climate change, was the idea of getting Spider back in for a little one-off appearance, was that ever brought up? I wonder. Did they ask, what's his name, Martin, something like that, I can't remember, to to come back to Coronation Street for a one-off? I would have loved that, and we could have had a little tie-up with Emily, what's she up to at the moment? Because this week on EastEnders, they had some um, random brother turn up didn't they yeah the brother of the woman that was going out with the, the married to the awesome eve, eve. He, he turned up a character that hasn't been in the show for a little while he came in for an episode then was bogged off again by the end all we needed was a couple of scenes of spider there but maybe having spider would have bought the story because basically once the protest was over everybody kind of went home and i think if spider had come he probably would have done a bit of a better job of rallying people up and um making it last longer than half an hour
1: I just kind of am sick of protests. Like they are just a bunch of annoying. Can I say a, a word, a rude word begin no, with W?
0: No, I don't. Weatherfield residents. <laughs> uh, they're a bunch of
1: protests, mm, mm, Yeah, aren't they, I, I, know, I they on that street? They just what, what are you protesting about? Do you do you even know anymore?
0: <laughs> um...
1: I they think should not they should knock down the old brewery and or or like hollow it out and Can't, make it into a, a car protected park. protected
0: something or other, Hollow it? it
1: out and make it into a car park.
0: Or oh, they they could they've already got a, a hole in David's backyard. They yeah, could, sh- they, sh- could they could have, cars have a nice underground car park down I, there, couldn't they? Did like. you
1: see that really cool Japanese one where it's like you, you drive is it I think it's for bikes though. You put a bike in and then there's a big kind of tunnel underground and it's like a little robot and it takes your bike down and it kind of slots it into a little hole and oh, then when cool. you need it to come back it just kind of retrieves it didn't they have something didn't like like that in a minority
0: sickle? report for cars
1: maybe I'm thinking of minority maybe. report maybe we should get rid of everything and make it minority report
0: no um heartbroken next Curtis
1: is Tom Cruise free for Coronation Street next week <sighs> Because I think he'd sort everybody out.
0: He could go to the Little People's Convention with Debbie and Kevin and everyone, <laughs> couldn't he? <they? laughs>
1: hey, guys. He was in England not that long ago, you helicoptering was, himself they? from, like, one highfalutin <laughs> society event to another. And what? Coronation <laughs> Street wasn't good enough for you, Mr. Cruise. Have you know, it's the longest running soap in the world, maybe. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Right, Curtis this week. So um, let's blast through this can't because nothing Curtis really happened. He's just spent totally, the whole week totally moping, doesn't he? i totally
1: the idea that he, in any way he's So have
0: Ill. I. I can't watch this nope. thinking, oh, he's poor Ill. Curtis, he's ill, he's a doctor. One, I in had, my head, it's just been decided today, he's a big faker.
1: I suddenly went, oh, God, what if he is sick? And I felt guilty for like a second and then I couldn't bring myself to entertain the thought any further.
0: He does give a few shifty looks this week, doesn't he? Yeah. Because he's, he's there, he's... He he seems to be doing his best to get out of being a doctor this week. That's what I did. And his first strategy was going, Oh, I've got my anatomy exam tomorrow. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. And then they have Emma going, Oh, what's that looking at the stars? no oh, emma what are they are doing to do you but um when monday's story is basically her going to aggie getting some old medicine textbooks off of her medicine she's textbooks you know, anatomy, anatomy. I'm, not, I'm not studying to be a doctor it's all the same to me and um and she writes a load of post-it notes which she litters all over the flat Skapia. all that paper that you're wasting emma yes exactly What did Maria have to say about that how many rainforests that came were, were, were torn down just so you could help Curtis with his exams. Digital flashcards. Heard of them? Um, yeah, so he, he comes home and the flats full of post-it notes with quiz questions on like um, what's that bit between the lip and the nose called? Filtrum. That's correct. It was on an advert. And then um, and he, she mentions Aggie, doesn't she? And that's when he starts to look a little bit worried and it kind of comes out Well, what he says is I don't like uh, I don't want you telling people about my condition, the fact that I could drop dead at any moment, work could get around the hospital, and I don't really need the added pressure with that, thank you very much. No,
1: and he also said, if they find out I'm sick, they'll they'll kick me off the course, because they'll say it's not worth training me up. I don't think they'd be allowed to do that, Curtis.
0: Not really, no. Um, then on Wednesday, Curtis has gone missing for the beginning of the episode, and, um, she, and Emma reckons that she's messed up or something, and uh, Steve finds Curtis at the um, premiere... Hiding place of Coronation Street, Victoria Stephane Gardens.
1: Corey, weren't there?
0: I don't. I don't really know why.
1: Where's, where's Emma living at the moment?
0: Is she still? She's still above the salon flowers yeah. and she so she can't look out of her flat and see him. But he was just around the corner, and the, and Steve says, "Look, stop moping. You re, you're telling me that you could be dead by the time you'll actually qualify. But on the other hand, maybe you'll live a long and happy life and buck the soap character trend. Don't give up. Do the exam." pass or fail it doesn't really matter as long as you've done it here you go i'll give you a lift off to your exam place but um tragedy strikes when the car doesn't work curtis has to give it a bit of a push to get it going he has to crank it up like like kevin's car and then he collapses with the strain of pushing steve and um he nearly dies he does nearly die apparently
1: is he faking it it,
0: I think. Yeah. It, I think when he did that as well, you were like, I think I thought for a moment you were like, oh, he actually is collapsed, and I was like, no, didn't you? No, okay. Um,
1: no, he's just a big. This is what I do. I'm a big Jesse too. Somebody is who's it, tries to you, make me so. Are we, push we saying at the moment car? that he's? Oh, I've got a heart attack.
0: Are we, are we saying that he is feeling like? a little bit oh that was a bit strenuous and making a big deal out of it or is he saying oh i could use this as an excuse i think to so
1: that latter that one
0: okay okay cuz there
1: are different you know there are different um so he's
0: not just a massive Levels of about it. things
1: well, there's different... You know, I don't know enough about it. It's called facetious disorder. And I know that it's a, a thing that people really do suffer from. I just hope that if Corey's going down this route, they're not going to make it an issues-based storyline and we don't have to, like, raise money for people who've got Munchausen's. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's just make this a silly, soapy, nonsense storyline where it's fantasy and it's just a silly thing and they don't ever mention the word... Same way they do with, with Roy, where they've got a character who's clearly on the autism spectrum, but they never label it as such because it gives them a bit more artistic license Mm. to not be kind of hauled across the coals when they are insensitive in some way about it. And we can't just, this whole show can't just be climate change and let's raise money for people who are pretending to have a heart condition. I need I need a bit of life rel- light light relief, relief somewhere. Please. I need to make yeah. fun of somebody <laughs> and not feel guilty because it's really a real hot thing that people suffer from. Thank you very much.
0: So they go off to the hospital and um, and Curtis is still saying, look, play it down. It's going to be fine. I d- I don't want Emma. Uh, if you're going to tell Emma, that's fine. But I don't. I don't want any drama, please. And then Emma bursts in, all all in a stress and tears and everything. And um, poor Emma. By this point, Curtis has been given the old clear, so nothing was really wrong with him. Well, no, Maybe. we don't know. Given do we? a few, he says, "Oh, I just got to take a few paracetamols." Mm. I'm sure this isn't the first time that he's said, oh, "I'm just been sent away," being told to yeah, take pills. Yeah, nobody saw
1: him being told this, did they? No,
0: they did not. I mean, nine time.
1: Feel sorry for Emma, but I'm starting to think she's bringing this on herself.
0: Mm. They um they go back to the street, um Steve admits to Tracy that Emma's gonna be heartbroken by Curtis one day when his heart breaks terminally. Literally. Uh-oh. And then um back in the flat Emma says, Oh Curtis, we can have a proper healthy eating plan now and Curtis oh, is like, Oh brilliant. Um
1: I've been cured, don't worry about it. Will you
0: marry me, Emma? So hooray, we've got a proposal there and um Friday says yes. is basically she does. Friday is spreading the news, everyone going, oh, you barely know him <laughs> but Okay. She's like, look. He's going to die soon, I yeah.
1: suppose. Easy come, easy go. That's how I like my fiancés.
0: Yeah. And, and Curtis decides... Or
1: husbands.
0: He says to Emma at the end of the episode today, I'm going to drop out of medical school because I don't want to waste another minute there when I don't know how long I've got left. I want to spend every living minute with you, my how love. Convenient. And convenient. Um, and, and then there was also a Steve when I was really not paying attention. A Steve? There was a scene where, <laughs> where Steve talks to Daniel about Sinead when she was had a terminal diagnosis and, was that really was bad quite... and what was the what was going on well, in he that just scene? said look
1: what, he said t- it was quite funny i thought this was another good example of the script writing something that felt quite honest and it wasn't like flowery or anything because steve said when you married sinead even though you knew that she had a sh- she had like a terminal disease was it okay which is like a really clumsy way of saying like you know what How how did you cope with this but not very eloquently put, you know. Mm. Was it okay? It doesn't really make, you know. It's not the sort of thing you'd normally say to somebody. But I really like the fact that it was in there because you don't always have to be, you know, flowery and clever to get across what your heart is trying to say. And Daniel knew what Steve was getting at, and he just said, "It was all. Right. It was okay. You know, I would never change what I did. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not marry her, mm. knowing what I know now." I'm glad that I did. And that's all he really needed to hear because he just is imagining Emma having a heart broken and he doesn't want that to happen, so... Mm.
0: So if we put to one side the moment the possibility... That Curtis is actually faking it. No, I can't.
1: I literally can't.
0: What what do you think about this, um, Emma and him getting hitched?
1: If he really is sick, I just can't. I can't picture it. I really am so convinced. Because I've seen people online saying,
0: oh, he's going to drop dead on the wedding day or something tragic like that.
1: He's becoming more dishevelled by the day. Do you think that's what's wrong with him? He just needs a shave.
0: (laughs) No, when the proposal came on Wednesday, I was like, what? what What's
1: his grift? What's his angle? What's he working I honestly,
0: I'm doing so well with my spoiler avoidance at the moment. I Mm. I don't know anything that's going to go on. Um, and I didn't know that, that Abby and Kevin were definitely going to get married. I certainly didn't know that this proposal was going to take place. So it caught me off guard. And, and the reaction that Steve and Tracy gave when they found out on Friday pretty much matched mine of like, huh? Yeah. i like, what? They don't even know each other. But I suppose it is quite in Emma's character to be a bit kind of flighty like, and oh, I've in, never, impulsive. Never and uh, like you And it's a bit of, yeah, it's a bit of a, a princess, you know, fairy tale.
1: The thing, romance is, the thing, her, the thing is, the thing about... is about... About Curtis is that he's he's not basing any of this doom and gloom off any information that he's been given by anybody. Nobody said to him, "Oh, you should probably take it easy and not, you know, make any long term plans like going to medical school because you'll probably die before the end of it." He's just, mm. he's just basing it off of the fact that he's got this thing that nobody knows what it is.
0: Mm.
1: I just don't believe him.
0: I want not Emma- But why
1: is he going to marry Emma? What's what's it in him? What's in it for him? she hasn't got any money.
0: No, but there, there is, like, the possibility that I mean, he's doing all this to get his hands on that sweet Ollie cash, isn't he?
1: Well, I'm And hasn't she got
0: any... I can't remember whether she's got any money from... Because she's... Um,
1: if she from had her any dad money, dying. she would have used it to curse already. She's had to yeah. borrow this money from Steve. So you haven't finished talking, have you? Because Steve ends up offering Emma the money that he and Tracy have saved. Oh, so yeah. that curtis can get this um specialist opinion about what's wrong with him yeah and um the the of you know it seems quite obvious to me that curtis is going to take this money and say he went to a specialist i imagine there'll be some stupid reason he's quite lucky that covid's still going on because you can't go with people into hospitals a lot of the time for appointments so he could just go into this booper place and be like where's the toilet and then come out and at half an hour later go yeah they said they don't know what's wrong with me and they need more money <laughs> is he just gonna milk the McDonald's for all they've got I the thing
0: is he just doesn't he doesn't seem like nasty does he the there's, trouble is there's, there's a couple of looks of him looking worried but there's no impression at all that he's a nasty piece of work he seems like a soppy idiot
1: yeah but is he
0: is I'd really love it if because at the moment with I'm not fussed at all by the character of Curtis he's like He's a bit of a nothing character. But if they turned round and if he was suddenly like a aha, I am actually an evil villain, that could be quite great, I think. If they completely yeah, if he's been if he's been, he's very if he's been res- being very restrained in his performances at the moment and, and making a character that's kind of a bit dull so that he can, yeah, launch into this amazing Curtis. Brilliant. I'm try- I'm sure there's been another character like that before in Cory that seemed like a nobody character, but then what? suddenly exploded into someone much more interesting When Dude. the storyline. No, I don't, I don't think it is Jude. I I can't remember. I really wish I remembered that there was somebody, it's in the last couple of years, somebody who didn't seem that interesting, but then, oh, I don't know, maybe it will come to me later. So, I hope it, hope it happens soon anyway.
1: The thing is about, if he's got this Munchausen's, what is now called facetious disorder, it isn't actually um to do well actually no because there's a very famous case in America of Munchausen's by proxy which is um Gypsy Rose Blanchard I think is her name um and this this was it's by proxy and so um they uh the the it was a mum and her daughter so so Dee Dee Blanchard was the mum and she, it was basically a grift they um she had a daughter, and she made her very sick. She she actually imposed the sickness on her and had um, had her have special um, <clears throat> had her had operations and things that she insisted that she needed. This poor kid of hers, mm. and um, shopped around for doctors until she found somebody who was sympathetic and agreed with her without asking too many questions. She also managed to get away with it for quite a long time because I think they came. I can't remember where they came from. Where Hurricane Katrina hit, I think, and yeah. so they could say oh, all of our all of the, the the information is lost in in that disaster. Yeah. So she carried on, and it and it was a grift because they got trips to Disneyland and they got attention from people, and it's fueled by this intense need and desire to have attention. Mm. But the ending of this story, because you don't know what the ending of this story is, do you? No. So Dee Dee Blanchard and is the mum, and Gypsy is the daughter. Yeah. Gypsy went online, found herself a boyfriend, and got the boyfriend to murder her mum. Oh. (laughs) Then she escaped, ran off, um, and now she's in prison.
0: Oh, that would turn out to be quite an exciting storyline.
1: But that's Munchausen's by proxy, which is a different thing. Mm. But um, I was going to say, I don't think it's necessarily to do with being a con artist and stealing money from people. But then I remembered there was definitely a financial element involved in this... Dee Blanchard story because she got people to donate money yeah. to her to help help them get by mm. so I, I just I don't want them to make it into a proper story based on a real life thing because it's you know it's a can of worms isn't it but I just can't believe it's a real thing I just don't <laughs> I'm sorry I don't
0: I hope that we find out soon because we've been wondering this for too long, haven't we? I also don't believe then that... Don't string that it out until like Christmas or beyond the TV. people, people like really to criticise it.
1: the NHS and it, it has very many shortcomings. I know there are examples of people who have things that are wrong with them that need treatment that the NHS won't fund and it's, it's tragic and horrible. But I just can't believe the NHS would go, well, I don't know what's wrong with you. Just try not to fall over. Yeah, yeah.
0: have a couple of paracetamols. You'll be fine.
1: I guess that is true, though. They do do stuff like that. But I don't, I think is, I don't think they just go, well, we don't know. I think they go, well, we need to do some more tests and stuff. But then he did say that they did that, didn't he? He said that mm. they wanted to do these tests and he didn't want to go through them anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's such a liar. I don't <laughs> believe
0: him. Right, Zidane's story, Gemma.
1: <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm such a waffler today.
0: You are a massive waffler today, look at this.
1: Um, Monday, Yasmin is going through the books and Zidane, she says, oh, the turnover's getting better. We know why, because Zidane's putting money through. Yeah. Ryan turns up because... Um,
0: Hashim... No, um, yeah, Yasmin, sorry, has offered him extra shifts, hasn't
1: she? Zidane's not happy because he knows that Ryan's got his eye on him. So um, Ryan's asking him about the fact that he overheard Zidane and Hashim in the villain's alley having a very obvious discussion about something villainous. And Zidane's like, nothing, don't worry about it. Ryan tells Alia he thinks Zidane's up to something. And she says, okay, I'll, thanks for the tip. Zidane's doing some money laundering later, putting stuff through the till, talking on the phone to Hashim. Craig comes in right as he's talking about money laundering. Yeah, he's on the phone, kind of quiet,
0: but not really that quiet.
1: Zidane, can have a word? And then it turns out he wants to talk to him about the fact that um, Alia thinks that Zidane's father-in-law, Hashim, has been giving him grief and hassling him. So Zidane says, don't worry about it. And Craig says, "Well, you can complain if you want to, and I will do absolutely nothing about it as per usual." So that says, "No thanks." She he tells Alia and Ryan to keep their noses out. Then he has to go. Uh, he has to go at Ryan, and Ryan says to him that he's still in love with Alia. Then on Wednesday, we get Alia being in love with Ryan without him noticing. Um. Ugh they're gonna go back together so yeah. gets a text saying the clock is ticking so he comes back and he's hired the food fan again and tells alia and yasmin that he reckons he can make a go of it and he tells hashim when he phones him later that he's got a plan ryan offers to help him he refuses he comes back he goes off to make money he comes back with 800 quid Yasmin's proud of him. Um eight
0: hundred smackaroonies, actually, yeah, the currency that he was paid in. Yeah, so yeah. I really Still thought it on. was so
1: cringy when Craig was obviously trying to impress Sedan by saying oh, yeah. how spicy he likes his curry. <laughs> Such a stupid... I would
0: have I would have put Kurt Craig more in the corner category myself.
1: It's so it's like no one actually cares if you like spicy curries. Apart from other people that like spicy curries, and
0: well, Zidane so probably is quite into spicy curries. <laughs>
1: Why? Well,
0: he's a foodie, isn't he?
1: The, you can't taste the flavour of spicy curry. I'm just hmm. gonna say.
0: Right, I'm not gonna say anything more. About Don't that care about not, this. Not it's much very really stupid. Happened.
1: The idea that you can put fifty grand through one restaurant and a food truck in in like a month is ridiculous. Yes. End of quest. End of story
0: um also um completely dull this week was the danny story um he's he's the debbie asked him to put a little menu together because she wants to do some kind of private what who's danny danny you know
1: everyone's forgotten who danny is he is
0: he's the he's the person underneath the wolf's costume in the uh, coronation street
1: james's boyfriend who's a chef
0: yes first kiss after covid in coronation street come on you remember keep up He's been in about five episodes, it feels like. He's and about half of them have been with James. Have
1: you noticed how every single person who gets a job working at, at the bistro is Weatherfield's top chef for I about know. five minutes? And then... I know,
0: they all swarm to the bistro, don't they?
1: It's the place to go. Yeah.
0: Um, so he's he he's puts together this menu for Debbie because she wants some new private dining experience. And um, Uncle Ronnie thinks it's lovely, chocolate goat or whatever. And um, Ronnie says, oh, you've got talent, my boy. And... Um, but, but, but meanwhile, things aren't going good for James because he felt a bit of a pain in his bad knee when he was doing some football today, you know, where he fell off the curb the other week and um and hurt himself. And uh, James, Danny says, oh, that's all right, I'll go to physio with you. And uh, he, he goes on to today's episode and he's going to help him out with his exercises.
1: Do you reckon that chocolate goat recipe was given to him by Aggie? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then he gets poached. Ronnie comes to the restaurant with his mate who turns out to be a restaurant owner and he's like Danny I'm opening a new restaurant in London do you want to come and run it for me and he's like oh but I'm going out with James and he plays for Weatherfield County what shall I do
1: he's not very portable um
0: the the last scene of the episode is is James um being found in the pub by Danny and he's going on about football and uh oh my bad leg and and he's like oh good job I got you Danny my amazing boyfriend who would never leave me and, yeah. and that was that story. Sorry to all the James and Danny fans out there that maybe wanted us to give as much attention to that as we did to the Abbey story, but um found it kinda dull. And then finally we had the Tashes to Ashes storyline where um Sam's still being very mute, but he has come out of the toilet at least, so there's progress. And um there was a quite nice scene with Nick and George, wasn't there? Where he's um uh, when when Nick's just talking about how difficult it is to to look after this grieving kid, and he doesn't know what to do, and um, and and George is just like, just be his dad. And Here's then, a book. What? You didn't interrupt me. Here's
1: a book. That's what he said.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. I thought he. You...
1: Oh, excuse me. I'm paying attention. Does, George gave writes him a down book. the title of a book.
0: Gave him a book, and
1: we don't know what the book is because he didn't say. But I assume it's Cat in the Hat. <laughs> so if he reads this, he'll bloody love it, and we won't of his mum again. Doctors
0: use. Um, and, and then he has a bit of a cry. Nick does for Audrey later, and um, Brian and Martin get a shout out. And, Good. um But uh, and that's about it, really. And she says things are going to be okay. So it's it kind of kind of nice, but um, it it didn't do anything particularly for me, other than remind me that Nick finds it difficult to be a dad to a grieving child. Well, that's which that's I probably could bummers, have guessed to myself. Yeah.
1: With this crying and stuff.
0: Yeah. That's it. That's it for this week's Coronation Street. That fizzled out a little bit towards the end, didn't it? With those last stories, it was a. It definitely felt like a, um, a you know, a, a C story week with with the Abby and Kevin and Nina stuff. That has definitely has been an A list story this year, but still fizzling out a little bit for me. Um, I just, I, 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 I'm just gonna say, it. I'm gonna give it two. Two sharks with good PR out of five and I'm gonna give Debbie my character of the week because I thought she was awesome and she's full of life and personality and Vim and and exciting. yeah. And, and and the scenes with Abby that she had were fantastic and the fact that she forgave <laughs> Abby and said, Right, let's go along with this wedding and um and she wants to do a private dining experience, which sounds good to me. So I absolutely love Debbie from what it. we saw her this week. As long as it was nice things it was a I wasn't like menu. chocolate goat.
1: I uh... So yeah. I'll swap you for anybody else two. who wants to go. Did come... I say
0: two and a half or two? I'm saying two. Two wow. and Debbie this week. What about you?
1: Oh man, I'm d I am I am just and uh, it's not two.
0: Was well, for me.
1: I enjoy getting mad about it though. I'm just talking about this and like how how riled up I'm getting about it. I'm kind of um confusing whether I was mad about about how... It wasn't that bad. There were some the wedding, good scenes. There were some good scenes. I really but... enjoyed the stuff with Nina and Abby today. That was a really sweet way to end the story. It's quite exciting that we got to see, you know, Stefan and Corey. Maybe it didn't live up to expectations, but it was still quite dramatic. I really enjoyed Gary being a psychopath with a hammer. Yeah,
0: I think there were more, that, more bits like that that you enjoyed that didn't, didn't really take my fancy
1: um the whole thing with maria and this climate change thing is just completely um nutty it doesn't it's illogical from beginning to end nobody has any clear motivations for what they what what they're doing and why they're doing it um
0: and, and and most of the people who live there don't seem to care
1: honestly what's that about um so i think i I'll give it 3
0: okay Three saved planets.
1: <laughs> three meatless Mondays.
0: <laughs> oh, which nice! Is what they oh yeah, we then. should do it. A crossover. We should give it a crossover score. Um, if you three could give it three meatless Mondays. Grey's a murderer.
1: <laughs> who'd have guessed <laughs>
0: it? I'm gonna give it three. Um... Three
1: Danny Dyer's come back. No,
0: what's got? It it's been seems like so long since we watched it. They were throwing now. crisps
1: at each other. One oh. three
0: projectile bags of crisps in out the, of five. In, the, in, the, in the, what's it in called? The wool no the
1: queen
0: (laughs) there are three grandma's jugs I'm gonna give it there
1: you go there you go get your hands off my my grandma's jugs (laughs) classic that's that's what I'm
0: scoring at brilliant no but it's not three it's two yeah okay she's got a pair
1: my character of the week is definitely Debbie as well I loved her I thought it was great I really like the fact that she didn't hold a grudge against Abby um, and she didn't try to sabotage the wedding because she thought it was a bad idea that's a refreshing change of pace for a Soap character I yeah. think
0: I'm just so glad that they decided to give Sue Devaney another chance because when she had her come back what was it two three years ago now I can't remember and she just popped in to give Kevin his uncle his yeah, auntie Guy's right, money yeah. so that was a bit weird kind of nice to see her back again and um and then okay. thought that was it. And um, then they brought her back for the Ray story. And it's like, okay, maybe she's going she's... to be gone after that. And now it feels like she's here forever. Honestly, just think she's
1: absolutely fantastic. I
0: think she's so, so good. She's a really strong actress. I really enjoy she's, watching her. She's got that twinkle in her eye that I absolutely love.
1: And, and she uh... is also so, she's she's sort of um, a really good with the cut downs and put downs as well.
0: She's just good with everything. I think she's brilliant. And, and but... I love her. So put, so put in, in in a scene with Sally Carman, You can't go wrong.
1: no. I love her, frankly, insane fashion sense as well. You can tell, no matter how what what it looks like and how weird her outfits are, you can tell they're expensive.
0: I want to send her a pair of earrings.
1: I know. Oh, that'd be so cool. I tell you what, if Coronation Street wants to raise some money for charity, they could do that. Like pick Debbie's next pair of stupid earrings. (laughs) Is she the new Bet Lynch? Lynch. (laughs) Maybe Bet Lynch, except rather than buying all of her stupid earrings from whatever the 1970s equivalent of Primark was, um, Debbie gets hers from Liberties.
0: Yes. I thought. Well, there's there's going to be another um, auction of Julie Goodyear stuff coming up soon, isn't yeah. there? Uh, Willow Willowwood Hospice well, are doing another Don't
1: like... we do have a news bit? We,
0: we do, but I haven't written notes about that. I've forgotten about that, so maybe we can get some from there. Anyway, we have got a news bit, and that's what's going to be coming up next. Um, I hope you didn't mind the moaning too much.
1: I'm sorry if I was um...
0: sorry, planet.
1: No, no, no. I'm sorry if if my thoughts were scattered and strange, and um, incoherent. But no, I, I felt very passionately about how stupid that storyline was.
0: And again, sorry for all the bangs outside. Let's move on to the next bit. <laughs> OK, we have got some news now. News time, cabin, welcome to the cabin. Here is the news, everybody. And top, I want to say thank you very much to Emma on our Facebook group for bringing this up to our attention because I'm very, very excited about this. I don't know how way widespread this is uh, at the moment, but Coronation Street, the tour, is back on again next year. We kind of hoped that it was going to be coming soon. We assumed they were going to put it back on, but this is the, this is the way you can go up to Media City, um, get out of a look around the outside of the street and everything, back on spring 2022 now you might know this if you were signed up to um the company that runs it um mailing list <laughs> mm? no it's not it's not continuum anymore i don't think maybe it is i don't know anyway um because that because they also sent stuff about about the emmerdale tour as well but don't care about that crossover week is done coronation street the tour is back At some point, hopefully, in select weekends from spring 2022, and even more excitingly than that, they this is the first, possibly first, official announcement about this new visitor center that they're building. So we have been talking about this on the podcast, absolute yonks. There was um over a year, wasn't it, that the um maybe two years since the plans came to light
1: that they were going to
0: yeah that they were going to expand. The, the set there, they're building a new... Um, pharmacy. Pharmacy that there was... I'm uh, obsessed with where, it. ...where they could change the frontage to make it into whatever, but they've they got a new visitor centre, got they they're extending the shop massively, there's going to be a bit where you can go inside. <gasps> um, all new look guided tour of the live working sets of Coronation Street in Media City UK, this email says, and um, very soon... Tickets are going to be available, so um, if you have not been on the Coronation Street tour um, and you would fancy it next year, keep your eye. Out. Or even if you've been before, we'll we're going again, obviously. So I'm looking forward to that um, in early next year. Hope it's going to be good. I wonder what they're going to do with the price because as much as we love going up to Media City to see Coronation Street, our main complaint about the Coronation Street tour the last time we went was that it was far, far too expensive for what you get because it was more expensive than the Key Street's one, wasn't it? The old tour. Mm -hmm. Um, And you got to see an awful lot less. So I would hope that this tour is the same price I don't know whether it's going to be. Things always
1: go down in price. I
0: don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah. Um, Oh, I'm just. I think it's fine. I think we're we're not the
1: sort of people that can really tell you whether it was good good value for money because number one, we'd already seen the bits that we were being shown. Yes. And number two, our tour was not a very good example of what they normally offer
0: no because we were the last one of the day and they were hurrying us around
1: so um i think it's honestly i think it's a bit of a, it was a priceless experience the first time we ever went to, oh
0: absolutely it
1: was amazing so it, i think it, it oh, is good I, michael your privilege is showing
0: i know i know i know i know it's just the fact that this this tour as it was the last one was just the outside set, wasn't it? There was no indoor It's got anything. to stay
1: the same. It can't go up too much.
0: But this is now going to be going on some inside bits and new, new bits and shops and, and all that. So, yeah, I, I hope that the price doesn't go up. But um, I guess we'll have to see. So, um, we will see More merch, then. please. Ne- next year. Very exciting stuff. Keep an eye out. Um... I'm only talking a long time about this because there isn't actually a whole lot of other news that's going on at the moment. But um, Kim Marsh has managed to make her way into our news section again this week because um, her and Ollie Farnsworth, who played um, Andy, Andy, Andy in the Basement, are going to be starring next year in a new theatre production of Fatal Attraction.
1: I don't know the story of Fatal Attraction.
0: That's the bunny boiler it's film, the, isn't is it? Is that
1: the one where she gets a muff, muff out? No, I think that that's
0: basic in, That's basically instinct, oh, yeah, isn't right. it? But I've got a feeling, bunny... and I don't know how well how whether this is true. She kills a wh- bunny
1: in a, in a boiling.
0: Yeah, she she she, she that's, boils. That's not a
1: single white female. What is that another one?
0: I, no, I don't know anything about it. But all I remember is that when I was little.
1: The, oh.
0: When when I was younger there were like two films that were rumoured to be like, Oh, these are really rude films and one of them was Basic Instinct and one was Fatal Attraction but I don't actually know whether Fatal Attraction really is rude. But anyway what's the,
1: what's the one where he gives some a man somebody gives him a million quid to sleep with his wife? That's probably rude.
0: I don't know. If I, you look
1: it up it says Fatal Attraction is a nineteen eighty seven American erotic psychological oh it is erotic
0: then so if you want to go and watch Kim Marsh getting all erotic with Ollie Farnsworth and this tour is kicking off in Brighton in January it is going to go to Manchester I don't know whether it's coming around here or anything um, even if it did I can't say we'd necessarily go and see it but if you like that sort of thing um, go along to that why not combine it with a trip to Coronation Street the tour uh, or something and you can have a jolly good curry weekend of it
1: I have seen this film I think they just all meld into one
0: yeah, I don't know. And um, is that it for news? Oh, Manchester Evening News put us in the news at the weekend, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they did. Do, 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 do. We were
0: in the news again because we made a silly tweet about Imran disappearing down a sinkhole because he hadn't. Um, yeah, he hadn't so appeared
1: right back.
0: since Horror Nation Street, and then. Um, I think Katie Fitzpatrick was it maybe from the Manchester Evening News took that tweet and, and managed to string a story out of it so thank you for getting
1: we weren't the only ones that um that tweeted about it but we were the only ones that got shouted. shout we out we did
0: get credited Coronation Streets uh, yeah. Podcast Conversation Streets thank you very much
1: I don't care who you are we weren't
0: really worried about Imran yeah but I don't care who you are if, you, if,
1: you're, if, you, if you're that interested in somebody's tweet that you're going to lift it and stick it in a news article you should credit everybody
0: yes I agree I, agree. I don't
1: I don't get it there must be a reason they don't do it
0: mm. But anyway, we saw from this week's Coronation Street that Imran is safe and sound. Yeah, so. um,
1: He's fine. Is that really it for the news? Well, there was that thing about the um Julie Goodyear stuff, but you said you decided that you. Oh, no, we can. We, uh, I've probably well, already said um, it,
0: but just in case anybody ever skips street talk and just goes straight to the news. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's thought... probably worth
1: doing it this time, to be quite honest with you.
0: Yeah. So, so um, was it last year that the Witherwoods Hospice auctioned off some of Julie Goodyear's clobber? I think it might have been. And this is Mark Llewellyn, who is a good friend of Julie Goodyear's and a patron of the uh, the hospice, hospice. Has um, uh, last year auctioned off a load of stuff on eBay, and now there is more coming. It's
1: another huge. So this is Mark Llewellyn's t- um, tweet. He's written so so he started his tweet with so which apparently is oh, Carlson. sin yeah. so Willowwood Hospice are having another huge auction of lots largely donated by Julie Goodyear jewellery dresses including this one so there's a picture of her wearing a quite fabulous tulle skirted black bodice ball gown mm. um, etc also a fab portrait of her by Katie Boldy I don't know who that is um, a, a pencil portrait artist Starts on the fourteenth of November, so pretty soon for ten days on their eBay page.
0: I, I uh, we, we did try to get some of Julie Goodyear's stuff when the, when it came up before, it didn't so it? It was a, much more just a little than we bit more extortion than, yeah. We, we were kind of hoping
1: these are like pieces of history, like I proper. Know. Like I'm a massive fan of. Um, like costuming and wardrobe stuff like one of my secret fantasies if i ever become wildly rich is to have like a really cool collection of amazing props and wardrobe pieces from films and tv we
0: went to an exhibition at the vna yeah. didn't we once of a film I've got the, yeah costumes. I've got the book of it. yeah no i mean maybe, maybe we can try again but um, if you are interested in that and you're a Bette Lynch fan and you want to get your hands on a pair of her earrings, then head on over to the so... to Willie Wood Hospice's eBay page in a couple of weeks' time and try your luck. Yep. Or you could buy us some for Christmas because Christmas is coming up. It would be very nice.
1: <laughs> Why not? I don't know what
0: we'd do with it. What would you do with a pair of uh, Bet Lynch danglers?
1: I'd either wear them every day or I'd stick them in like some kind of cryogenic chamber. Yeah, I'm. I, I
0: i don't understand how ears work because you don't ever wear earrings, do you? What are you talking you? about?
1: Maybe. But what your holes haven't
0: closed up. I thought that if you don't wear earrings, your holes close up.
1: It depends on how fresh the wound is. Uh, Maybe you're... we could extract some of the ear gunk and grow another Julie Goodyear. <gasps> yes,
0: we could use our DNA in it, couldn't we? Wow. Yeah.
1: Now that's not weird and creepy.
0: Those blue John Mine earrings that I bought you when we went to Manchester last time. We, do, we haven't lost them, have we? Never. No, they're in there.
1: They're
0: in there, okay. okay. Right, that's it. That is the news. Not much news, but um, the tour stuff's great. So, that makes up for it. Let's finish off so the podcast. I'm so excited,
1: early next year, opening a whole new bit of the tour... We have to go. We do have
0: to go. Absolutely. We will be there. Um, Try and stop us. Will it be early enough that we'll be able to go in February half term or will this be an Easter holiday thing? I think they're going
1: to get an injunction stopping us going north of London (laughs) because they're scared we're going to be scraping DNA off celebrities and trying to clone them in our lab.
0: Yeah, because we now have, we've got a big army of them. We've
1: got room to grow clones in the basement.
0: We do have a little basement area. Yeah, we can have a cloning pool. Because we don't like... know what to
1: do with it at the moment, but that would be quite handy to have a little cloning area. Yeah, like Who'd the suns Who would you clone first?
0: Um, I probably want to get you know the the William Roaches and the Barbara Knoxes. Yeah, get us, them out just the in way. Case. Yeah.
1: yeah, go down there see if they got anything left over from um Doris Speed or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Time for some feedback. <laughs> feedback time. Oh, Sally Carman's just like one of our tweets. Feedback time. Sally Carmack likes but Carmack, likes one of our tweets. We have got some That's scores. Good feedback. What?
1: Liking Yes, yeah, that's, that's why I mentioned
0: it. It literally just popped up just as I was starting to talk there. Thanks, Sal. Um, 3.74 out of 5 was what the Facebook group scored last week's Coronation Street. still got quite a lot of votes in, but um, it, it was another bit of a, a, a wide-ranging one. There was lots of 4s and 4s and a half, but a few others, lower ones that dragged it down. Some people. So um So all, all of my ones that I picked here actually gave it a 4. We got Chad with 4 peppermint teas with a spoonful of Makuna. Manuka, sorry.
1: Makuna? like Matata. Is that just like a big old grub worm?
0: Rebecca gave it four bird poop face masks, <laughs> and um, Richard, I, I'm giving him my pick of the week because he's yeah. um, he's gone with one of my with one of my puns, and he's given it four wholly inappropriate robot dancers. Um, I a Kirk at the johnny life celebration thing thank you very much everybody who voted i always love seeing what people are going to vote for there and, so um, is johnny
1: not going to even have a funeral and it's just going to be. i don't Natasha know having
0: I, if johnny doesn't get a funeral i'll be is right yes if he gets treat a funeral him, and kate comes it'll be even worse are
1: they going to treat him like a bit of a old a bit of a robert a bit of a old robert
0: he he deserves more that's than not that. fair he's not a robert johnny needs a funeral uh, but it it, needs, it I, feels like it needs to happen quickly because he's, he's been dead one. two weeks now.
1: Yeah.
0: It's got to happen next week. But literally, I'm still mega in the dark with all spoilery things. I've got no idea what's happening in upcoming weeks apart from the things that I'm kind of guessing, like, hmm, maybe it'll come out that Imran and Abby slept together. Right. we have got a new review on um, iTunes, Gemma. Did you know this? Have you read this one? This um this one is from um somebody called Coronation Freaks. I so thank you very much, Coronation Freak, for giving it. Five stars out of five. And saying that we are a banging pod.
1: Banging pod.
0: Um, They say, I love Michael and Gemma's commitment and passion for the show. It really shines through. Also love the regularity. Makes my Saturday morning when I see a new episode.
1: Can I just say this feels like a backhanded compliment, doesn't it? It sounds like they're saying they never stop. You can't stop them every week. They keep going. That's
0: good. That's what you want. If you like something, something, you don't want it to stop, do you?
1: I like... I like that review. I like regularity in my bowels (laughs) and my podcasts.
0: Exactly, exactly. Now, this bit of feedback... Thank you very much for that review. (laughs) This bit of feedback from Nicole made me chuckle this week because she's a little bit behind because she's in Canada, right? Behind on the show.
1: Don't make it sound like she's a bit challenged. (laughs) No. She, we don't know how she's at two at. weeks. where behind is she at with her schooling i don't know
0: two weeks behind us in coronation street <laughs> in canada and so she emailed earlier on this week with her predictions mm. for what was going to happen in super soap week and this is kind of funny because we get to find out um we get to we get to chuckle about how wrong she was basically i'm sure she won't mind because she emailed us again today saying i've seen the monday episode and i can't believe how wrong i was but this is what nicole said so um I don't know anything about Super Soap Week, but I can tell it's something huge. I remember with the factory collapse, I had no prior knowledge that anything big was going to happen, so that was all quite a shock. This time around, I knew something is going to happen, but I have got no clue of any details, but Corrie is really broadcasting something big is coming down. But with the return of the gun-toting Abby, the Harvey Gaskell vowing to kill Toya, it's all set to kick off. Here are my predictions, which I'm sure Ooh. you'll laugh at, since I have this very right. little imagination. You were already two weeks past all of this. Uh, so she's given us permission to laugh at these predictions, Gemma. I don't
1: ever need permission.
0: Number one, Johnny being all you. wistful and life's too short with heart to heart with Carla, I figure for sure he's going to die. Somehow getting hit by crossfire mm-hmm. or something.
1: Pretty good, yep.
0: Yeah, it's very, very yeah, yep, 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 good yep. Kind of yep. Number two, I don't think Toya will die, but I think somehow her life will be in jeopardy. Oh. And in those moments she has epiphany and another life is too short moment and realises she needs to forgive Imran to live a happy life. No.
1: Well that would have been good
0: no jeopardy for Toya well it was kind of wet so she had to put an umbrella up but that was about as close as she got number three I don't think Abby will kill anyone (laughs) but somehow Harvey or his minions get hold of a gun and chaos ensues Abby will have a moment though of will she or won't she pull the trigger on Corey but she will come to her senses so that is a nice prediction he didn't join the dots of somehow how's Harvey got hold of the gun but I like that four somehow the truth about Abby and Imran will come out probably by Kevin and Toya overhearing them conspiring about it no five Corey won't die yeah he needs to be seen to be punished after the truth somehow comes out they keep talking about the missing backpack does it somehow surface after all this time so there we go that's something that happens but it won't even happen for another week or so um i'll say i'm, I'm gonna laugh at this. this is actually fairly accurate yeah, this is <laughs> pretty number good. six Oh, this is good. No idea about the sinkhole. I don't think it's going to be part of anything major. (laughs) I think that that's just a side story to round out the Natasha coming onto the street story. You're a little bit wrong there. And number seven, about Natasha, I think she's going to be minding her own business in Audrey's salon, getting ready for opening when Harvey bursts in and takes her hostage or something like that. Somehow she turns the gun on him and kills him. That may not happen, but I think Harvey will die for sure. Aww. What else? The Allahans remain blissfully unaware in their caravan. I'm not too sure where Nina and Roy will be. Maybe they'll be part of Abby not going through with her killing Corey. Well, this has been fun. Now I'll see how far off the mark I am. So, yeah, a yeah, few it. little bits. But uh, Alahan's blissfully I, unaware in their caravan didn't really fit that. One but of
1: my favourite things is predictions. I love predictions. They're great, aren't they?
0: They are lots of fun. As long as everybody's happy with um, people laughing at them when they're completely wrong. But as I say, Nicole did, uh, did message us today and say, uh, Oh boy, I've just watched what would have been the Monday episodes for you, so my prediction of the sinkhole couldn't have been more wrong. And the Alahan's on their trip missing everything. Ha ha ha. I did say I don't have much imagination, though. There's a reason I'm not a script writer. <laughs> And uh, she's also predicted Yay. that Ardy isn't dead, which um, I hope you're not listening to this, Nicole, because i don't want to spoil it for you, but he's not. He's, he's fine. fine. He just gets angry. Right, um, who else have we got feedback from this week? Thank you, Nicole. But moving on, we have got um, Susan. Susan from New Zealand, Gemma. I will pass over to you. <laughs> Uh, because this one is addressed to you It's
1: got my name on it and my proper title Dear Grand Master of the British Empire And has delightful sidekick Michael
0: Sidekick, is that is, was, um, was the Queen Prince Philip's sidekick When he was the Grand Master of the British Empire Don't even
1: say that, I think you get arrested Love the Whispering podcast Just listen to the discussion about post Super Soap Week Although yet to see the actual episodes
0: We've gone from whispering podcasts To banging podcasts Haven't we in the face of a fortnight
1: just thinking, I wonder... Back in a
0: minute, this person who wrote this review calls us a banging pod, and tonight we were actually banging pod, weren't we, with all the fireworks in the background?
1: Predictions. Sorry.
0: Carry on, carry on.
1: Just thinking, I wonder if the scriptwriters haven't actually seen the energy and chemistry that Ardy and Dev have on camera. I feel that it's often not what they say, but how they say it, which has created the partnership that we don't want to be destroyed. I think we're in for a few weeks of misunderstandings and then please let them reconcile for Christmas. They're the comedy dream team who have the potential to go far. I agree.
0: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: Corey needs a satisfying conclusion, one that sees the stripping of his successes one by one. His football first, which leads to his father not caring for him, which leads to him being alone and without friends. Everything collapses, and the last we see of him is him gazing in a a prison cell mirror as the prison door slams behind him. I think we need to keep with the mirror theme. Hmm. Thank you for your insights and humour. You're keeping me company during my endless walks. Week 12 of lockdown in Auckland.
0: Oh. Oh, good luck with
1: that. Um, yeah that that's a shame it didn't happen like that it felt rushed now you've that's what, that's what. now the way that you've written out that kind of um, systematic stripping of his successes would have been very poetic yeah. to have seen on screen but... I don't
0: think it's going to be forgotten about like you suggested earlier I think we will hear other characters talking about it and and it will probably be on the front of the paper and everything but the fact yeah that he is um that Max Evans has written on Twitter that's it I'm done um it's just like, oh, okay, it, it it felt like it needed a little bit more. I, mean, I, I knew that it was coming because when I did the interview with him, um, he, and he he said at the time, oh, I've, I've moved. And I think, oh, okay, so he's not you know he's not in Manchester anymore. His he's, he's got a shelf life. But I did wonder at the time whether it would be linked to the Horror Nation Street and it wasn't, and I don't know, maybe it would have been better if he'd gone out in Horror Nation Street. Oh, well, it is what it is, isn't
1: it? It honestly feels a bit silly to me that they had a massive week with... Lots of stuff going on, and they had three characters leave four characters leave the show. one of whom we didn't even really notice went Harvey, we had to be told afterwards that he'd gone. Hmm. one of whom is is now left oh, two weeks later, one of whom died the day after, and one of which actually died quite dramatically during the week. just feels like if you really want to make it an impact, I'm sorry, but statistics and numbers are the thing that counts.
0: Yeah, that's why they had their four four weddings, uh, four weddings funerals on a wedding on the tram crash It wasn't it? even if one of them was the taxi driver. Nancy says hello to us. Um, she says that it was heartbreaking seeing Sam trying to cope with Natasha's death. His response to seeing the body was exactly what I expected of him. And a little cry. I think we'll see him display more emotion as time goes on. The reason why some people feel the way they do about Natasha is because Coronation Street showed her trying to buy Audrey's salon and wanting to live on the street. Is it... Is, it, is that why people like Natasha? Because people thought that she was going to buy the salon? I don't know. I was, you know, I, I never thought that was a good idea, to be honest. But the, the building is just being um, strangely empty now. It's odd not having that as a bustling hub of hairdressing, isn't it? Mm, oh, salon. yeah. Um, the sinkhole uh, was...
1: That was the, okay, what are you
0: doing? the sinkhole was caused by Ray. David's trying to get out of it and Debbie doesn't want to get the blame for it either. Sarah could have offered to pay for it a lot sooner too. I love the way Jenny let all her emotions out when she yelled at Daisy. The Jenny and Carla scenes were wonderful and I thought that she needed to have Rita or Gemma, Gemma there too. I really feel the relationship between Daisy and Jenny is complicated. I'm finding myself... You know, just the mention of the name there. I think I might be missing Gemma a little bit on Coronation Street. Is that weird? Is that, like, a bit taboo to say that, that maybe Gemma coming back? I'm not saying bring Chesney back with her, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a so bit more Gemma.
1: old and senile.
0: Um, Abby's trying to do the right thing, Nancy says. I got the impression that when she wrote the note, she said about spending the night with Imran too. Nope. I wonder how long Jack will hold on to it before he gives it to Abby or Debbie. Not long. I hope I, um, Ardy speaks with Deb before he tries to get back at him and I give this week's episode three and a half red ribbons around Jenny's hair. Character of the week for Nancy what's Sam.
1: Aww. Rebecca, she says, As much as I think it was sad Natasha died, I'm one of the controversial ones who think it was the correct decision. I did feel for Sam and Jude Reardon has been a little star this week. He's been amazing. The scene talking to Natasha in the coffin broke me and also on Monday when he was writing his list of things to bring for Natasha... Jane Danson also smashed it again and can sympathise with Leanne, not knowing if she wants to be a mum to Sam after what happened with Oliver. I was impressed with Ben Price and Nick and Sam's scene on the bench was moving. I'm wondering if Toya will offer to adopt Sam Oh, after Elsie goes and she moves out of her flat from Imran.
0: I don't think Nick would have that. Nick
1: would be a bit mad about it, but that would be cute. I'm also, I've also loved Jenny this week as well as Sal. As well, Sal always did a great drunk acting, and I loved it that she wanted to do a Monday night quiz. As Johnny loved his quizzes.
0: I wonder whether she will carry on because she said, "Oh, let's have a quiz as this celebration that I'm you know ad hoc arranging tonight." But it'd be quite a nice tribute to Johnny if those Monday night quizzes carried on. I suppose the the thing is that they need to have more than two guests or two um go clients. They that didn't actually do
1: a quiz though, did they? No. Also, her shouting at Daisy was great and Jenny was right. Daisy did bad mouth Johnny. It's a shame how quick the rift has healed as I was hoping for more bad mouthing from Jenny to Daisy. I do, however, agree with Jenny and Carla that even though Carla's situation with the factory roof was similar, at least she tried to get it fixed. David just left the sinkhole to get bigger and bigger until it was too late. The worst thing is David doesn't seem upset about it. At least Shona and Sarah are showing some compassion. Debbie is kind of right. Ray started it all off, but David should have done something about it. And also, let poor Jenny grieve before she gets a gentleman callers. Having Leo and Uncle Ronnie sniff around her now is not a good look. I'm actually glad Asha and Nina are now back together, as I was worried it would be dragged out for longer. I can understand why people think it's disrespecting Seb, but... I think I said after Seb died, they would be together eventually, also people comparing them to Karna, I don't think there are any other than anything other than its two women in a relationship. I also think for a while there won't be much drama. The dramas happened from Seb's death, and they've split first time around. I also know. I also love Stu, and even though I know he can't stick around, I kind of want him to. His song to Corey was hilarious, and him keeping the clothes that Cory was wearing was a great double bluff. I also don't understand how the blood can still be considered as evidence, but I'm willing to do a side eye on that if he gets Corey caught, I think he will do a runner to the airport, but the police will catch up with him and capture him. Maybe even Stefan will dob him in as he now knows the truth. Somehow, I don't think the wedding will go ahead, and I think Abby might reveal that Imran will not stand to Kevin, and they will finally split up unless they get married, and Jack reads the letter out, but I don't think Jack is that devious. <laughs> in a way, I just want them to get married, as this is the second time of trying. I'm surprised Ardy... I'm surprised Ardy... Hang on. That's a different this sentence. This is the second time of trying second time I'm trying
0: this is a long email This one. I'm
1: surprised Ardy took the job so i was sure he wouldn't maybe he's going to bring the empire down from the inside or even try and frame Asher for things to prove she's not the golden child mm. Curtis is so lying and if he isn't ill he really I'll be really disappointed like you said Emma would be the perfect foil to con and maybe he's trying to con her out of money I just don't want to see Emma upset again as I love her being funny and loved her with her bird pooper mask face mask <laughs> I just can't work out how he could pretend to lose his hair though I think he give just pulled it out what's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, finally the Zidane story it's pointless even though I did like Ryan and the earlier scenes character of the week is Sam although Stu was a close second and I give it four bird poop face masks out of five hmm. does
0: that, the Zidane storyline does seem a bit pointless it seems really like you brought, you brought him back for this did you? Just for a money laundering storyline, it's, it's not grabbing me. It's a shame that the uh, all the uh, all the goodwill and momentum that was built mm. up for Yasmeen during the last story yeah, for her has just, like, disappeared now. First she got locked in a house with Elaine and Cathy, and now she's being laundered. It's just, um, not so good. Um, that's it, isn't it? That is it. I did want to um, mention and, and do a big thank you to um, to everybody who enjoyed the Walford Weekly podcast crossover because we had quite a few bits of feedback on on Twitter and Facebook and everything with everybody saying how excited they were to hear that we were doing a crossover episode and how much they enjoyed listening to us speak into each other and it was an awful um awfully fun time and, um, yeah, I do appreciate all the people who said that they enjoyed it. And you never know, maybe we will do something like that again. Or maybe another soap podcast. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah,
1: I really enjoyed it. Um, and i like not do it all the time, though. No. Otherwise, you'll start no. to, you
0: know, I really liked it. the
1: opportunity to um, watch a bit of another soap, just to kind of see how I feel Coronation Street compares. And you'll hear a bit more about what we thought about the two if you listen to the bonus podcast. Even if you don't, listen, watch EastEnders... Um, please do give it a listen because I think it's quite interesting yeah
0: or you can just watch the East and then listen to it because it's only about an hour of a lot worth yeah, of East isn't long. it? It's not very long with it. These really.
1: Wolford Weekly people watch uh, hardly any homework at all. I know, it really uh. is, isn't it? Slackers. <laughs> right.
0: Um uh, if you would like to get and send us an email in between now and next week podcast, we are at conversationstreet at gmail dot com. Um go along to our blog, we're conversationstreet.podbean.com, where you can find all our old episodes and you can find links to our interviews and our or, feature discussions and character discussions and everything like that um, you can also leave us reviews there no comments there you can leave us if you want to leave us a review like Corrie Freak did earlier we are or Coronation Street Freak or whatever it was called um, iTunes review please five stars only acceptable um, even if you don't really think we're five stars <laughs> just, just put it it'd just be nice sympathy um, we're on Instagram we're on Twitter um, Facebook join our Facebook group YouTube. That's enough now. And we have Patreon. So if you if you think that Conversation Street is so good you just want to fling money at it.
1: That's enough. Do that.
0: Then do that. Bye bye. That is enough. We're, t- we're going to bed now. Um, see you next week everybody. Bye. That's bye. enough now. Bye. The music for this episode came from PodcastThemes.com
1: oh, oh.